I told you guys about me trying to flick somebody off, but I accidentally gave a thumbs up, right? (laughs) (laughs) This person damn near, like, T-boned me trying to, like, cut lanes. And I went to, like, I do the combo. One hand on the horn, the right hand up with the finger. And I went to do it. And instead of my middle finger going up, I gave her a thumbs up. And then I was so much more angry at myself. I was like, that's the I'm yelling at myself in my car while still just, holding my thumbs up at this bitch ass lady. You made it something it. sarcastic, which I think is beautiful. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe she thought where you're from that was a middle finger. Yeah. No, she was oh, like, no. "Oh, thanks, thanks," and I'm like, "No, I want you to die." <laughs> you were like, "God damn it, I was nice again." My oh, that's so funny. my my favorite road rage story that happened to me was kind of I guess like the opposite. Uh, I was a pedestrian, and I was at a grocery store parking lot, walking towards the grocery store, and someone uh, went in reverse and didn't look out their rearview mirror and almost ran me over. Um, <laughs> and they yelled out their window, "Sorry." And I just didn't respond. And then they said, sorry, a little more agitated. <laughs> and I just kept walking. I was like, what do you, what do you want me to do? I wasn't in you the wrong. Almost... Do you yeah. want me to acknowledge you? What I don't understand. So I just kept ignoring and walking towards the grocery store. And then they just okay. like yelled, asshole, I'm sorry. And they drove out like they peeled out. <laughs> I'm glad that you made them feel sorry. yeah it really worked Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 60, Fool's Fate, chapters 25 through 29, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. First up is Mailbag. Uh, we have some mail from Yetta. Very properly timed that came in just before we started recording, titled, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And the body is, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Same, Yetta, same. Kind regards also to you. (laughs) So infinitely polite sign-off. We had another mailbag item, didn't we? Uh, Did we? You what did I send? I thought you sent us the, one on like Friday or something. One? Oh, I did. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, yes, from Susanna or Susanna. I don't know the pronunciation. <laughs> from Finland. Uh, Hi, it Finland. says, "Greetings Sorry. from Finland. Just wanted to let you all know that you've been the savior of my happy place this horrible year." What would be a better way to spend time than to listen to funny people talking about your favorite for hours and hours and hours? Thanks. We love being called funny. You can send us more emails about that, especially (laughs) when everything else in life is more or less on hold for the moment. 
Uh, they found us accidentally through Jenny's Tumblr, which is a place you should go to see Jenny's art before she's allowed to post it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no one follows me there it's the void <laughs> <laughs> um i don't remember the sign into my tumblr <laughs> they, that person ended ended the letter with hashtag finished <laughs> boom <laughs> hashtag um happy holidays to us also happy new year um and then p.s molly sucks which, <laughs> that's how you get on I the like pod you. That's how you get on the pod, Susanna. So thank you for your message. There's a little bit more in here, but I don't want to. Oh, dragons on this universe are kind of cool. I mean, maybe. Though infuriating and and a bit gross, gross, which I agree. (laughs) Pending. (laughs) And smelly. Thank you for reminding me about that. And douchey. Um, So yes, we're about to get into a very... Uh, emotional section. But first, dragons. <laughs> yes. Um, heads up, we do have some content warnings for torture, body horror, and PTSD. Uh, we won't... Well, maybe we will dwell on it. I won't say we won't dwell on it. Happy holidays. PTSD <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, so yes, first up, we have dragons, which is the most horrifying of all. <laughs> <laughs> Time for some infuriating and gross dragons um so chapter 25 is called dragons the intro comes to us from cockle's brief history of the out islands red ships he explains how the mother houses would offer up their men to cabot rob red as tribute rather than have their women be forged and then poison them in their sleep when they returned so cheerful happy times so in one corner we have the sleek the beautiful the blue and silver lightning bolt tintaglia in the other, we have the massive, the blocky, the thick, Kebel Rarbred. Uh, <laughs> and fleeing the battle too slowly into the sky, we have the ragged, the ant eaten bird carcass. Okay, Hob, where were we? The half dead, but probably very well rested, Ice Fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> the pale woman issues a skill kill order to Rarbred to at least kill one of the dragons. Can't have them procreating. He can leave the humans for now, and they can be a, l- a little reward snack later if he succeeds. <laughs> Yum. So, uh, Tintaglia is quick and flexible and gets described as a falcon and a cat, and Rob Red is super awkward, but he's also made of stone, so Tintaglia's claws are kind of useless. Oh no, what Chekhov's plot weapon will be able to kill a stone dragon fits wonders as he gets battered by Rob Red's skill hate. They better figure it out fast because Rob Red has suddenly figured out how his wings work and is taking the fight to the sky, dragging the mighty Tintaglia around like a kite on a string. Fitz realizes that... By her tail. (laughs) By her tail, yes. No dignity. (laughs) (laughs) Fitz realizes that he and the prince are just kind of standing there uselessly and he tries to get Dutiful to run, but before he can, Icefire has entered the battle, taking on Rob Red as Tintaglia drags herself away. The stone, a stone dragon flying overhead can forge you, so again Fitz tries to urge Judiful to run, but look! Impossibly, Eliania and Piotra are emerging from the pit, and I'm just imagining digital Legolas in the last Hobbit movie <laughs> running up those stairs as they're falling. Um, anyway, they've both yeah. got their forge sisters in their arms. Uh, Piotra is struggling, so Eliania starts off a game of hot potato with her forge sister and passes her chain off to Dutiful, who passes it off to Fitz, who is now stuck with there with a demon child trying to claw his face off. Fun times. <laughs> uh, everyone eventually makes it out of the pit, I think, and then they're all attacked by the pale woman's forged minions. Chade is fighting 
side by side with Longwick, and Fitz tries to get Thick to skill push at everybody, which works sort of to the skill sensitive people. But then the dragons are falling because it turns out a thousands year old half dead dragon and the stone equivalent of a massive loaf of bread can't fight in the sky for very long. So everyone's running. Eliane is dragging her mother by her ankle. It's going great. Uh, Icefire stills a bit of fight in him, bit of life in him though, and he shakes free of Rawbread, who crashes into the pit. But sadly, he's not dead as he shimmies himself out and heads towards Tintaglia, pushed forward by the pale woman's command. Nothing is standing in his way except blind Burge and Swift with his bow. First, Swift tries the colorful arrow. Doesn't work. He tries another random nondescript arrow. No one thought this would work. No one thought this would work, did they? And then he knocks the mysterious gray arrow. Hmm. But Robert is clumsily galloping as Swift's hands are shaking, so Burge hurls himself in between a stone dragon and his son and tries to stab it with a belt knife. Great plan. A for effort. Uh, he then uses a better weapon and wit repels Robred and drops the stone dragon to his knees. Yay! But as Robred falls, his stupid wing hits Burge, flinging him to the snow. Not so yay. Swift is determined now and lets the gray arrow fly, and what do you know, a wizard wood arrow to the eye can kill a stone dragon. He became just stone once again. Cease all motor functions. So, with Robred dead, all of a sudden, everyone's memories come back and no one is forged anymore. And Oh yeah, this means all those dead forged people from before probably could have been saved. So, yep. sad face. Um, so anyway... <laughs> Tintaglia takes credit for Swift's kill, eye roll, and then immediately she and Icefire take to the sky and start hooking up. Eye roll. That's a nice thing. is confused about that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to talk about it. It's fine. Eliane's a little little confused about it all, so Dutiful shows her what's what by kissing her, and then her mother's freaking out because why would Piotr ever allow a farmer to kiss their Narcheska? But all Fitz cares about is the fool, as he should. He might be alive, but Piotr has to go and ruins, ruin for his, uh, ruin Fitz's fragile hope and tell him that he's pretty sure the fool is dead. And you know what? Fuck off, Piotr. You don't understand. So Fitz is devastated, and he has to be dragged off by Webb to attend Swift and the dying man, Burridge. No. Too much sadness. <laughs> so this is like one of those like big battle scenes that kind of barely <laughs> works, but has lots of like good moments in it that I kind of associate <laughs> with Hobbes. <laughs> writing where it's like it's really satisfying but as you're reading it you're like this is just a lot it's a lot of things that's happening right now there's like there's a hole and everyone's like falling into the hole and then there's dragons fighting and there's people running and right i feel like i need a diagram when i'm following <laughs> oh, these I... scenes yeah i, I didn't know what i was summarizing sometimes i was like they, i think they made it out of the pit but i'm not really sure oh no they didn't but it's fine it's they they get out eventually <laughs> But it's like a pit inside another, like, hole yeah, it's like, inside another hole. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And I imagine, like, you know, the pale woman just down there underneath this big collapsing <laughs> hole just being like, you know, like like the witch with her monkeys, where she's like, fly, fly, <laughs> kill the dragons, kill the dragons. I mean, or she's upside down in the snow somewhere just being like, kill the dragons. Yeah. sticking. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I mean, so who was the coolest dragon in this fight? I, I mean, mean, the coolest one, I guess, would be the stone dragon. Oh, oh, he's got well, a he's, uh... in the sense that he was strong. So strong. How big are these? So I know Tintaglia. They 
it, she's described as like what like a hawk on a bull or something like she's significantly smaller than the other two dragons mm -hmm. and then i guess blockheaded blockhead dragon is i guess the same size as ice fire no, he, Ice Fire is bigger. He's the biggest. Ice Fire is bigger, but he's grosser and he's melting. He's a little old. Bit. <laughs> yeah. He's an ant-eaten bird carcass. Smellier. Oh, I also love that Fitz like thinks to himself, "Oh, she must be smaller because of sexual characteristics." I'm like, "No, she's like a year old. Leave her alone." It's age, yeah. Right. It's actually age, Fitz. Not everything's about sex. <laughs> Girls are. I just like that Fitz has time to think about all of these things as he's watching these dragons fight. Yeah, he's like, wow, he's like, you know, he's taking notes. He's like creating <laughs> some kind of like sketching them out. Yeah, national. He's making the special. diagrams. That yeah, we he's have to see. somebody has to. From Tom Badgerlock's think... old blood tales. <laughs> I think they said that Ice Fire was as big as two ships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so that kind of like puts it puts it into perspective how crazy this fight was to all the Freaking little ant people. <laughs> well, yeah, and that there were parts where, like, when they hit the ground, everyone was flattened because of the concussive force. And yeah. Yeah. That's pretty big. And the whole time I'm like, this whole thing is hollow because below them is a whole ice city. It's how I feel when you're walking around the streets of New York City. You're like, any, any moment, we could just plunge. Into <laughs> the underworld of New York and join the beast. <laughs> don't jump to, uh, like, just don't. Don't just yeah, walk, I walk over this. I walk over those cellar the... grates all over New York City and Rachel's like, huh? <laughs> one of these days that's that's how i feel every time i walk over one and i never notice it until i'm on it so it's always like no, I, a little bit of like I a heart that. stopping even though it's even though it's fine drive over one i need to show it who's boss i don't know you've got to jump on it <laughs> not gonna defeat me not it. today i don't fear death i don't fear springboard off of the damn thing hole. That said, if Joey falls through and survives the fall, he'd probably get a really nice check from the city. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, or at least the shitty bodega <laughs> slash laundry mat. Um, actually, so what I what I uh, uh, pictured in my mind was like these beautiful dragons. You know, Tintaglia. We know how beautiful she is, and like yeah, Ice Fire's seen better days, but he's still like this enormous, you know, beast. And then, uh, and uh, Rob read, he's like, you ever look at a medieval manuscript and they'll like draw what they think an elephant looks like or a dragon <laughs> or even like a cat where it's just, it's like they've never seen one ever. <laughs> That's kind of how I picture Rob Red because it's like his neck was too short and his tail was too long and his legs were too thick. So like, it's like a toddler. I was just going to say, it's like yeah, if you gave Play-Doh to a toddler and let them make it, like that's what it was. <laughs> Bad drawing Rob Red dragon. It's Trogdor. Trogdor. He's Trogdor. He's Trogdor. It's just one beefy arm. Yeah. You can punch with it, though. Uh, Joey's been playing a lot of video games lately, so when they talked about uh, Eliana's mom and how she's being dragged around by her ankle, I could just think of, like, when a when a character in a video game has, like, when they're knocked out and, like, the way that the physics work, and they can just, like... Ragdoll. <laughs> yeah, they ragdoll, and then, like, when you move them around, it's kind of hilarious. That's how I thought about that scene as well. <laughs> I just keep thinking, like, they're dragging this poor woman. She doesn't have proper clothes on. She's going to have, like, horrible burns on her skin from being dragged across ice. 
Well, at this point, Fitz thinks she's just a dead body that they're kind of just... True. <laughs> it's just crap <laughs> to carry. More shit to and, carry. And, and, and like, the girl, the sister, where she's like, hold this. Like, not my sister. Hold this. And he's like, yeah, hold this. And then he just kind of, like, lets her be, like, an animal. And then when she comes back to herself, he's like, oh, I'm sorry that your feet are on the ice. And here's, the, <laughs> here's my jacket. I'm like, she was cold before. True. She's she just like, ah! She was also trying to attack him, so he couldn't really care about her needs at that moment. Yeah, I guess so. The I awkward so. situation for everyone. It's just weird how the the empathy came in when he the, when the wit sense of her came in. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, I can't stop just... yawning. I'm sorry. Stop yawning. Favorite, favorite, favorite <laughs> scene in this book is when... Dutiful sees the dragons making love. Alanya goes, what are they doing? And then he goes, let me show you. <laughs> With all his teenage disgusting <laughs> angst. And plants like, the world's worst kiss on this poor he just, girl. He just did the the hole with one hand and the finger in the hole and was like, they're doing this. <laughs> oh, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like hot tip. If your girl's too young to know what kissing is, your girl's too young to kiss. I mean, Pussy those dragons were doing way more than kissing. What is that? Dutiful needs to go to timeout. Slow your roll, Dutiful. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so time out I missed this wedding. Week. Dutiful timeout. Um, and then, of course... Swift and Burrich. Oh man, Burrich and his. I texted this to the team, but I was just kind of—I don't know. I felt like the arrow, the dragon, like all the other arrows bouncing off. The other one works, but does it only work because it went in his eye, or you know, like if he hit him in the torso with? I don't know. I just felt like it was a pretty lackluster. Well, okay. Do you remember the dragon that from the from the live ship books? Barely, which one? The, the one Did that died in an egg. egg. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, yeah. We knew that it. one died. But that one had an arrow. I know. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry. We knew that one died by arrow. I should, that is what I meant. Like, we've known that for a long time. But it was in but its chest. We also chest. know how hard it is. Oh, it yeah, was. Right. And we also know how hard it is to. To pierce their hides. Well, so and so that was, it. but I guess my point is, like, that was a real dragon versus this one was a stone dragon. Was like, it? Right. Was it? Maybe. I mean, what the I fuck don't know. are you talking about? It was a stone dragon in the water. I don't know if that was ever a real dragon. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I'm hoping this is a well, mystery. Well, so like either it was like if it was real, maybe it was I fossilized. I don't know, but like it was like fossilized. Yeah, like calcification occurred. I didn't really. I don't think, think about it was totally clear, but it seems weird that it would Could be, be out there and not have rotted away. Who knows how long it takes a dragon to rot with all those protective scales on it? Maybe the hull stays in place and just the innards leak out somewhere. Gross. <laughs> I mean, that would be on brand. And then, because it's in the ocean and you get all the calcification, they get little jimmies growing on it and all that, and then it just kind of turned into a stone dragon. A stone dragon, yeah. Or it was well, a stone dragon. Or it, or was, it was a stone, a stone dragon. dragon. 
But a better made one. Just too many question marks. Either way. A prettier one. It was kind of like... Maybe it was one of the... Maybe it was a drag... A stone dragon that had gone rogue. It was a mad I just kind of hate artist. that we knew all along how this dragon was going to die. It just made it seem like a non-event. Well, but it... Not for me. I think it was that's... a surprise to me because the first time I read this trilogy, I had not read Live Ship. So I had yeah. no idea what was happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is that. I Plus, like, I mean, so I guess Joey wasn't, I mean, other than me being like, the arrow, the arrow, the arrow. <laughs> swift arrow. Remember how Swift has this arrow? The they're arrow that you were given to kill the dragon. It's explode. I've seen these movies. <laughs> but I mean, you do get the birch, like, saving Swift part that makes With it his slightly more blood. climactic. Yeah. Poor Burridge. Oh gotta watch but out for the wings. Yeah. Not my boy. Not my boy. Not my boy. I'd like to think he brought down his like force field or something so that the arrow could go through easier. Oh yeah. With okay. his repel. Yeah. Like he's conf- yeah, he confused the dragon so it wasn't like thinking about being like a nice stone dragon. It was thinking about <laughs> being a soft blob. <laughs> Sure. But let this be a lesson. This is why you don't force children into being axe throwers and you allow them to be arrow shooters. Yeah, what was he going to do with the fucking axe? A whole lot of nuts. (laughs) He was going to get a wizard wood axe from the pool (laughs) and then have axe throwing practice and, uh... Throw the shit out of it. Yeah. You gotta get real close, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, we did our axe throwing. We were far-ish away. Away, I, I, oh, I guess it was actually yards. the arrow that bounced all the way back to you, not an axe. I remember that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anything else we have not covered? In I mean, I we can go on and on about well, the mating scene, but I don't want to. Yeah. It's being depressed about the fool at the end, right? Just but he still walks away. Creature. I'm like, really. Really, well, he gets dragged away by Webb. He's like sitting yeah. there uselessly, and he, I mean, he was using his Webb's own legs. Like, we have to go. Oh no! I, I was given him the like, side. Kind of he's supposed days, to walk though. away. Yeah. Like he's supposed to walk away from Burrich, who like is essentially his dad, who's broken on the snow ten feet away. Like he, I would. I that's mean, a more immediate problem. I don't know. I always figured the fool ranked higher than Burrich, but I guess whatevs. It's not like he doesn't go save him later. Well, I didn't know that at the end of chapter 25. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone said that Peter said was, he was like, hey, look, it's it's no use. He, he, He could not have survived that. So at this point, I'm like, oh my God, he's beheaded. He's chopped up. There's, he's chopped up. Who knows? It's pretty, pretty, pretty grim. All right. Joey, do you want to take us into chapter 26? Sure. Chapter 26. Feelings, or the hands of a bastard are the hands of a feeler. Which is the, that's <laughs> that's a phrase that comes from Lord of the Rings. About Aragorn. Right? The hands of the king are the hands of the healer. Oh, that's how it goes. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're close. <laughs> it's like, what is feeler? 
feeler. A feeler. He feels everything. <laughs> like, he can't, he can't oh not feel. God. They're like a fucking pedophile in Lord of the Rings. He's not. No, no. <laughs> no you went the wrong direction. He's fabric store. <laughs> he went the wrong way. He's a, he feels everything. He's a feeler. He's not a. He's not a touchy feeler. He's just a tactile He's not a king. Learner. He's a bastard. He's an empath. He's not, the hands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he feels it. He feels his feelings when he feels them. He feels them real hard. In a non in the least creepy way possible. Yeah. So the intro is about a chalcid slate about how chalcid slavers use tattoos as signs of ownership, which is by far one of the worst uses for tats. But it's second only to the Chalcidian custom of placing a delicate decal at the small of a young person's back meant to signal sexual availability to potential <laughs> mates. Oh. Is significantly worse. According to this text, tattooed slaves would then have to spend yet more years in indentured servitude to indicate that uh, that they're that they were bought and paid for, uh, and that like the rest of us '90s kids know, the only way to cover up bad ink jobs are with yet worse piercings. Like tongue rings. Um, is Chelsea just Myrtle Beach on spring break is what I'm wondering. Oh. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Um, so this chapter was, you know, hefty, but, it, you know, we, we, it, it was mostly just um, about uh, the aftermath um, of the recent battle. Um it's probably not unlike that scene in Saving Private Ryan, and you know which one I'm talking about. Um, some guy's, like, walking around with his leg or something, just blown off. <laughs> Terrible. Thanks for describing um, for us. <laughs> did, I, I, did I not do the trigger warning? There shouldn't be trigger warnings in this, epi- in this chapter. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there aren't trigger... Don't be triggered. Unless you, um, you had your leg blown off. <laughs> So <laughs> Fitz Fitz is uh he it's pretty clear to Fitz that they don't have to worry about at least burying Eagle because a dragon ate him. Um <laughs> along with a few other people that got buried in the pit in the avalanche or whatever it was. Um Fitz hopes that the pale woman is buried in the pit along with them, where the dragon emerged. Webb fetched Fitz to Birch's side because he's fucking dying. He tells Fitz to go back home and take care of Molly and the lads, but most importantly, take care of the pregnant horses. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) uh, Birch explains that he was uh, the better man for Molly, which, you know, I think we can agree with, and yet she would have left him in a heartbeat for Fitz, but I kind of don't agree with that. I feel like she'd kind of be like, and you were kind of like, you know, you know, or you were that Myrtle Spring Bait, Spring Break, uh, uh, fling that we had. But, but, but Burrich, you know, that's the true daddy. Um, they transfer Burrich's body to a sled, but Burrich is convinced the writing is on the wall for him. And it's just like, kind of like, fuck. And I just want to say, when I knew, I knew. Back when Burrich came back in, he was brought into the fucking storyline like like a bat, like just just brought in, like he just teleported into the narrative. And I was like, "This is bad news bears for Burrich." Oh sure, like, it was it was the writing was on the wall at that point. It's well because he was I either going to die a blind old drunk or something, or he like could go out with some glory. So that's what he did. Yeah, and, and he had to have his 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 last, you know, his. There had to be an exchange, and the exchange happened, so we're left with this. Um, 
So then Fitz does some death math and figures out that they're, they arrived with 22 people and now they left with 16, but then they <laughs> saved a couple others after killing the blockhead dragon. So it's all right. You know, he kind of lose, lost some, gained some. Meanwhile, that night, <laughs> there is a... <laughs> That's the wolf in him thinking that. <laughs> the pack is strong. <laughs> There's a general sense of relief. Um, celebration is in the air um, because, you know, recovered friends and family, but not fits. This shit sucks. There's a brief exchange with Longwick who explains that he wishes that the quote unquote, the bitch is dead and asks, he's talking about the pale woman, and asks Fitz if he's really Fitz. Fitz nods and Longwick shrugs and walks off. <laughs> kind of anticlimactically. Which is, That's I, the reaction Fitz has always been like, looking for. Huh, okay. Yeah. Um, Thick complains about the cold again and the fact that he can't find Nettle and definitely doesn't want to get back on a fucking boat. Fitz ponders the fool's fate. Then he wonders out loud to Longwick still, um, who I guess he chased down, how to, how to yet again to hide his identity uh, as Fitz. But I think it's kind of clear that there's like no putting putting the genie back in the bottle this time. Um, but that kind of frees Fitz to attempt the following. Fitz fetches shade and uh, explains that he wants to try to use the coterie to heal Burrich. Um, Fitz asks Swift for permission, of course, and then they get to it. But after a good effort, Thick explains coarsely, quote, that one is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and moves to an injured outlaw islander to start healing him instead. Sadly, it seems Chivalry's age-old skill scorch on Burrich has permanently sealed him off from skill, skill healing as well, and there's just no fixing him. Dutiful and Shade abandon their efforts on Burrich and join Thick in skill healing the others, and a crowd kind of forms at the spectacle, the hands of a bastard. Um, we get a little more history on the Pale Woman's machinations. <laughs> I'm just going to say, machinations. <laughs> her machinations, her politicking, and the establishment of her kingdom on Ashvillyal. She labored at trying to kill Icefire this whole time, but was obviously unsuccessful. Um, Swift asks Fitz why they can't heal Burrich, and after explaining, uh, he, after explaining to him, Fitz spends the rest of the evening telling uh, Tom... Uh, I don't know why I said Tom. <laughs> Tom Swift. While explaining to Swift about the Burrich that he knew and the Burrich that raised him, um, which I thought was kind of sweet. Uh, finally, they made it back to the beach encampment, and they are joined by Riddle and several Yay. other freed prisoners. Riddle regaled them on how they sort of, how they were sort of forged by the Pale Woman and compelled to do her bidding. Riddle struggles with the memories of wanting to and succeeding in killing Hest. <laughs> um, that's pretty fucked up. I, I feel like they shouldn't be able to remember that, but he does, and it sucks. Um, Riddle uh, does not know what happened to the fool, nor the pale woman, and we learn that Raw Bread was able to pull apart... Uh, oh, right. Uh, Raw Bread was able to pull par uh, part of the pale woman into the dragon along with himself, and her hands and arms were ruined by the magic, and they were described as charred. So we know that the pale woman is pretty maimed in some terrible way. Fitz uh, <laughs> pierced Swift's ear and gifted him Birch's earring to wear, and Swift regales him of how the the, one, the fool gave him the arrow that he would wield to kill a uh, raw red dragon, and they sort of have a little moment about 
the fool and they asked you know they they kind of pondered is the did the fool really know that was about to happen and they kind of the conclusion they come to the conclusion that he he must have known at least that much but the fool is pretty good about you know uh he 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 i think the way it was described is he sort of has a good way of twisting words so that they seem like he knew all along but i felt like that was kind of a like i i felt like we just should just give this one to the fool you know like he he gave him the arrow and it killed the dragon. He he knew what was up. And then later, Fitz is called on to remove the pale woman's tattoos from Eliana's back. With the help of the coterie, they succeed in purging the ink, which turns out to be the pale woman's own blood, which is disgusting. The chapter <laughs> ends with the boats arriving on the horizon to collect them all, and we are relieved. The weird thing about like the way that Riddle tells this about the scene where Rob Red is like activated and like thrown into the dragon and he and he's like really like coherent at the end where he's like, I'm going to take you into this dragon with me. And I'm like, this is the guy that was eating a human arm <laughs> and sitting uh, on a pile of well, shit. Well, as a dragon, he wanted to eat some more human arms. So he pours it. I just feel like it, like this, the whole like complete sentences thing was not. It was not believable. He, he, Maybe it was like more like you, dragon, now. Riddle was just telling it better. Get story. over here. He's got that, that uh, little revenge center of the brain that he was saving. <laughs> it's all that was left. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. The the way that it is, uh, the forging is described now and that you can remember things after afterwards that mm-hmm. makes it even... more kind of just really terrible yeah and it's probably better that a lot of those people were forged and then died because if they remembered like how their family members treated them while they were forged or the horrible things that they did like eating babies while they were killed and ate their family members yeah i ate 12 babies when i was forged i ate a baby in the woods when i was forged it was great it was delicious (laughs) but yeah i mean i i don't i don't think i think that obviously i don't I think that there's obviously guilt. You're like, oh, I killed people that could technically have been saved. But, like, would they want, you know, like, would, you wouldn't be saving them as they were. They would definitely be changed people. And that's, like, the horror of Riddle and how he now has to, like. I mean, it depends on when you, I mean, if you knew that, like, oh, forged people can be saved, you could stop them from doing things before you know. Right, you tie them up like uh, what's the zombie movie where he's got his friend in the backyard? Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of, Shaun the, of dead. the Dead. Yeah, you just plays video games with them. Well, personally, I just feel like it's a really good time for people to be in the profession of therapy because you have a whole shipment <laughs> of really fucked up people to make a lot of money <laughs> off of. Yeah, I think. I mean, we really only hear about Riddle's regrets, and he was forged for like all of two days. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Imagine the ones who had to do all the torturing and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, that's what he meant when he like caught eyes with the guy who had like he had like bit his ear off or whatever. He was like, "I'm not gonna go talk to that." (laughs) Yeah, we're just like, (laughs) I'm not gonna go talk to that guy. We're just not. We're not gonna acknowledge each other. Thanks for the ear. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it's. But that I, you know, I think there's a lot of allegory here for the horrors of war and what people do to survive and mm-hmm. yeah you know when when all those systems fail you and you do become an animal that just wants to survive even if it you break a lot of rules and 
Yeah, I don't know. I think you for may Riddle, eat a like few babies. Yeah, and and Riddle was such a happy guy before, right? Like he was. Yeah, he was so lovely, and then yeah, now he's. Less lovely. I mean, he's still pretty lovely comparatively. Like he's <laughs> not. It's not like he's sitting as like a lump on the on the beach. Like no. hey, you know, he's like hey, but he's we're alive, he's lost that you know? spark in his eye. There's just a little certain so. so what was she doing? How, how is she compelling these people to do her bidding? I mean, that was never. I mean, it, it sounds. That... It sounds like she was just giving them a chance to have food, and that's all their brains wanted. Yeah, I th- or she was able to control what was being forged out of them somehow. Hmm. Maybe she was able to like evoke an emotion from them before she pushed them up against the stone. I mean, she did forge like half the continent, so she had a lot of practice. <laughs> and it it sounds like they I mean, they still had their intelligence. They just only cared about their immediate needs. They were basically so you puppets. Could, you could hold I mean, that against them. Yeah. yeah, I feel like somebody said somewhere in there that it was like you knew that you would either be like starving, cold, and miserable, or you could like just follow along and do her bidding, and you wouldn't be that. And it was easier. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't be a total savage beast starving to death in the cold. Right, and they're not fully forged people, yeah. right? They're only partially forged, which technically Fitz is partially forged. So. Mm-hmm. How is Fitz you know. partially forged? Because. Huh? Oh, because of what he put inside Verity. Yeah. Well, not well. And, and Verity he just and put like dragon. he just put a little bit in there. He's he's still mostly human. But he put more. He in gave Girl a whole bunch dragon. to Girl on Dragon, though. Like, and he gave you know yeah. like all a lot of bad he, stuff. He put his memories, whole first like his whole first relationship in there. Right. His whole first chapter. <laughs> yeah, like book one. Then and he two shouldn't. In, he should in, not in be into Molly anymore. Is my point. <laughs> <laughs> he's remembering more than he should her. be allowed. Which he's like, Birch, I don't care. Brings about up her my anymore. next thing. Like you <laughs> know, Birch is like, go take care of my woman and my babies, and he's like, dude, already calling her. Beep boop beep boop 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 beep. He's like, he's like, are you are you dead? No, okay, hold on. He's All like, right. I took a picture of you and sent it to her, and I was it was titled, "Is this your man?" And you look bad. He's gonna show up and be <laughs> oh like, "Hey, Birch is dead." But remember when we had marriage sex? Legally, we're still married. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think here. I mean, I don't think Molly would go back. I don't think Molly would prefer Fitz if Birch was alive. Well, what does Fitz have to offer, right? Because without like, just nostalgia <laughs> of their youth, for one, right? Because with Bert, she has a business, a farm, a home. What a is? Family. I mean, Fitz has nothing. He burned down his cabin. He has, <laughs> he has dirt a floor, and the best part <laughs> of him is it's dead. He lives in the wall. Night Eyes is dead. And Birch said that she would take him back. Like, this is, and this is, I feel like I'm going to end up being, like, very annoyed, and the two of them are going to be, like, together by the end of this book, or beginning of the next one at some point. I think she might have considered it. I feel like there would have been a lot of conflict, and I don't know if what would have ultimately happened, besides Fitz, like, running away again. I mean, Molly is stubborn. She's very stubborn. I feel like she would have been pissed at him, and I feel like she would have been, you know, still sort of interested, but I don't know if it actually would have I feel like it would be like that typical scenario that you see in, like, movies or TV, and maybe in real life I've never done it, but, like, you break up with somebody, 
And then, like, you revisit it years later, and you're like, why do we have a breakup? This is great. And you're just having, like, happy, carefree sex and, like, doing the thing. Damn. And then... Well, then he would have been like, you, I have to damn. go off. Right. And then you get my, out of the honeymoon you know, phase, and you're like, oh, yeah. I, you fuck still you. snore when I sleep. Get the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. You know what? She, it, she would break up with him. There'd be, like, this whole, like, oh, we fell in. And, and she'd be like, it wasn't worth it. The sex wasn't good. It's not like I remembered. And he'd be like, that's because that was night eyes. Right. Because you were having <laughs> Yeah. She's sex. like, shit, I, you suck I feel what like happened? the moment Fitz was like, oh, I have to go serve my queen and my prince and, like, yeah. live in the walls again. She'd be like, she'd be why aren't you choosing me and our family? And then it would just be over yeah. again. Oh, fuck. And then he'll go back to Starling. <laughs> Blech. Oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> that's not allowed to happen <laughs> no what happens is molly is a formal goes, request like, for Robin molly Hobbs is on a date with him and like starling's happens. like i'm gonna play a song and it's like i fuck because <laughs> <laughs> she's that kind of petty she kid. is too it's just 100 percent what she would do <laughs> or like she'd see her at the like market one day and about... be like, "Oh yeah, I know all about him." Me me me. I know. E- even like, after time, Fitz, right? he should go back it. to Molly. <laughs> yeah, because she was looking forward to it. Listen, I haven't seen a single lesbian yet, and <gasps> I would be willing to settle for Molly and Starling. I would be willing. <laughs> <laughs> there are have there been no lesbians in this in this entire. Uh, um, in my head, Jack is a lesbian. But, I know. Uh, Why I isn't thought, Jack I, I a lesbian? Jack I don't know what it That's is insane. about her, but I wish she was. I feel like I don't believe that Jack has sex with men. Prove it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I don't know anything about Jack, but I, she I just thought, talks I thought about her name it loudly Jake, enough so. that no one. Jack strikes me as someone who enjoys a lot of things and will take whatever <laughs> Jack wants whenever Jack can get it. Okay, so Jack is bisexual. But... Jack can be bisexual. Yeah, she's bi pansexual. Yeah. yeah. We're it's yeah, or or she's just whenever she's saying, Yes, I totally have sex with men. So many men, all the men, I'm off to have sex with men. <laughs> Wait, overcompensating. <laughs> Maybe she's just okay. a flirt. It's just uh, distracting with the heteronormativity so that people will leave her alone. Exactly. Yeah. She doesn't want to deal with all the judgment, of which there is so much. Really. Yes. Um. Okay. So people are being healed, except for Burridge. So, question. Yes. Do we think? Because, like, Kettle talked about how, like, you could. She be... was sealed. Yeah. She was sealed. So, like, could if. Not that they could get the dragons to do anything for them, but, like, if they used the dragon to, like, skill blast Burridge, could he be unsealed? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what happened with Kettle? Well, like, not a dragon, get... but... Well, she, she like, merged with the Force or whatever. Yeah, she had some like, weird, like, spiritual form. moment, didn't she? I don't know. Yeah. In any case, I feel like if they had more knowledge... Just Dave. feed him. Just you know what they need to do is they need to they need to to take a chisel to raw bread, get some of that, <laughs> get some of that stone, and just like feed it to him. Make him eat it. And... What the hell would that do? Yeah, what would that? Well, do? I don't know. That's a lot. Just, just try it out. About the fact just try it out. He's dying. Things, they I'm just need to the like that they're leaving. They him need there. to chisel at the rock and pull Make out the silver it, veins, and then like melt it down, and then just like dip his hand in it. 
see what happens. Yeah. Experiment on <laughs> There is on a little Burich. piece of me that feels like they didn't put in a ton of effort with Burich. Yeah. Yeah, Thick for Thick was like, fuck Thick this guy. Fitz was like, I might get my lady back. I might need to just let this one. Yeah, he he, he went, eh, I tried. I just tried. need to get too hard. Just need to get him out of the way, but I tried. He paid Thick know. to say that. I can't deal with I loved him, but it's too hard. <laughs> so it's sad. Too hard. He told Thick that he'd give him nine million sugar cakes, and he's like, Alright, I can say it's too hard. <laughs> I this might be like blasphemy, I don't know, but I think Birch is more important to Fitz than Molly is. Well, no, yeah. yeah, for sure. I right agree with pack. you. I agree with you. Yeah, we're just being terrible. We're just we're just handling our own feelings by uh <laughs> not. This is a very sexy episode, not necessarily because of the book, but because of the the people talking it's about like, the book. Do I need to log off? <laughs> <laughs> just you know this isn't our si- this is our 60th episode not our 69th oh, oh no. shall we? okay just shall you we just <laughs> you wait don't edit that out don't you're not allowed you're not allowed to edit that out i quit oh shit <laughs> now you gotta edit it Leave out it in. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move you on to chapter 25. Oh. I'll remember. Please, we have to move. Okay. Uh, chapter 27 is called Doors, and the intro is information from a spy back at Buckkeep who has been keeping an eye on the Graylings and their daughter, Lady Seidel. And the more the spy watches them, the more certain he is that the suspicions of them being piebalds are correct. Though Seidel herself seems to be pretty clueless. We also learn that Seidel's dad is a real heap of crap because he sent her to court with plain clothes and a petty allowance, which is just rude. And turns out her handmaid is evil and needs to be kicked <laughs> out of buttkeep ASAP. So the ships return to Oslovial only to discover that there are way more people than originally planned. Like, way more. That said, it was a joyous occasion with the long-lost tribe members suddenly being returned to their people. Uh, Bloodblade's chest was especially puffed for the Narwhal tribe because they freed all those people and a dragon and they got Eliana's mom and her sister back. So he's feeling real jazzy about everything. And it turns out that he gets some land and crops and stuff for his tribe um, from Eliana, I guess, because everybody won. I don't know the, the terms of that deal, but he's he's feeling pretty jazzed <laughs> about himself. Um, Fitz begins his task of telling everyone that he's not going back with them. And he is instead going to save his poor frozen friend from an eternity on ice. And damn right, because I was really nervous that that wasn't going to happen. And I was like, what the hell? Are you really just going to leave him there in the frigid cold all alone? That's fucked up. So he tells Swift, who is all like, I can stay and help you. But Fitz turns him down because he needs to be with his dying dad. And then he tells Doodles, who in the moment is kind of preoccupied with room assignments. Because apparently Eliana is ready to have marriage sex, but Shade is cock blocking him. (laughs) And Doodles is like, okay, I can stay and help you and we'll have some of my men. But Fitz turns him down because he needs to get um, his Narcheska. He says that he needs to claim his Narcheska, which to me, it's just, he needs to bang her. I don't know. It sounded weird. I didn't, I didn't like the term claim. It sounded kind of gross to me. Uh, Doodles continues to be a Debbie Downer, stating that, you know, Fitz is never going to find the fool and that it's a fool's errand. And that's right, youngin. It's the most important fool's errand of them all. So they decide that a fortnight is all the time he's going to get for his task and that a ship will be there to pick them, him up on the beach. 
and cool whatever. So Fitz gets a sword and a belt knife from Longwick, and it was Longwick's own personal knife. So isn't that just cute and sweet? He's like, oh, this guy's a badass. I'll let him have my knife. Um, <laughs> and then he gets some food and clothes from a junk pile, and he loads up the fool's tent, and, you know, away he goes. So the ships leave, and that night he builds a nice little fire before he heads out in the morning, and he's just becoming one with nature again and just having some self-reflection time. And then all of a sudden, somebody pops up in the glow of the fire, and who the fuck is it? It's Thick. That chubby little bastard told each of his parents that he was at the other one's house, and he snuck out. <laughs> he didn't get on a goddamn boat. And you know what? Good for you, Thick. Fuck those boats. So Fitz is obvi, uh, very unhappy about this scenario and is like, look, we have shitty food and you're going to have to walk way faster than you normally do. You did this to yourself, so suck it up, buttercup. I have a beloved to rescue. And Thick is like, what ups? And so that night, he uh, Thick mentions Nettle and Fitz is like, oh, yeah, that girl that I almost murdered. Yeah, how about her? <laughs> and he's like, what's a, what's a quick little update? Um, and she's OK. If by OK, we mean that she's terrified to sleep. So that's good to know. And uh, she's also befriended Seidel because they are misfits together. And we all know how horrible middle school was. And you got to find that one other misfit and you never let go. So <laughs> Fitz and Thick head on in their quest to find Riddle's entrance to the glacier's interior so that he can go back in and find find the fool. And they hike and they hike and they hike some more. And then uh, Thick reminds Fitz that he will never get on a boat again, just in case that wasn't super clear. And um, at this point, I'm really starting to believe Thick that he's not going to get on a fucking boat. So one night, as they're relaxing in their tent, Fitz sighs, and <laughs> Thick says, "You got a gut ache," which <laughs> I will now ask anyone who ever sighs in my presence because honestly, it's probably like a fifty-fifty shot. And uh, <laughs> Fitz is like, "No, I'm worrying about my son Hap." And it's like, "Oh my God, Lord Almighty!" Fitz finally thought about the youth that he reabandoned back at Buckkeep. And apparently, this chapter is basically just Fitz remembering all the people that he failed and how he really does need to follow up with them. So uh, Thick tells Fitz, "You're always somewhere else. You never do the music where you are." And at that, Fitz decides to embrace the music, and he hears all the lovely things that nature has to offer and thick sound uh, or music that he's, you know, providing. And he just kind of chills out a little bit and gets a little zen. And he looks at Thick, and he's like, "You would have made a good wolf," and he probably would have because I'm sure wolves Aww. also hate boats. <laughs> so he spends the evening telling tales of night eyes, and it's cute. And then they fall asleep. In the morning, Fitz realizes that their tent got very close to washing out as the tide crept dangerously close to them. And he steps outside to take a tinkle. And holy shit, the honeypot is next to the tent, you guys. It's empty and it's just kind of like twisted into the sand. And there's no footprints to be seen of where it came from because the beach washed it all away. But really, it turns out to be the first of several clues and markers left by the black man for Fitzy Poo to follow. So they pack up, they climb up, and they follow the yellow brick ice road. And they trek into the evening, and it's snowy and miserable and cold. And as Fitz is telling Thick they'll have to camp right in the snow, Thick is like, hell no, I want to go there. And he points to a nice old wooden door that's kind of like built into a crevice. And it's like, ooh, the inn is open. So Thick marches right up with Fitz in tow, and he busts through the door. And he's like, oh, hey there, black man, can I eat all your food and sleep in your bed? And the black man is like, sure, why not? And while Thick throws all manners to the wind, Fitz tries to communicate with the black man, who sounds like Yoda when he speaks. And Fitz, yeah, <laughs> Fitz can clearly tell he's been here for a while, and he's become quite the master carpenter making furniture for himself. 
Um, he's been stealing food from the pale woman, which is just great. So suck on that old globby boobs. And as dinner wraps up, yeah. Fitz offers the fool's tea to the black man, which delights him very much. And it's just really super cute. And I love it. And as they wind down for the night, Thick takes uh, the black man's bed. So Fitz makes up pallets for them on the floor using all of their gear. And the black man basically just like starfish sprawls across all of the bedding and is like, thanks for the bed. You have to go. Your path awaits. Like, there's the door. <laughs> and Fitz is just like, but I'm so tired. And the black man tells us his backstory, finally. And basically, he was a prophet that failed. And so he and some other failure prophets came to the glacier, and they were the last ones, and they knew it. And the other cities had gone empty and still, and there was nothing to be found. So they were just kind of on this glacier waiting things out, passing the time. And um, though he had seen that there was still a small chance to make things right, um, you know, he's just kind of wasn't really sure if it was going to happen. So then the dragon came and he was hella hype because he's like, yeah, man, the dragon, it's here. We're going to fix things. But really the dragon turned out to be an Eeyore and he was giving up on life. So the black man was hopeless again. And then that bitch ass hoe white prophet showed up and she started ruining the joint. She's being all bossy and rude with her catalyst. And he thought maybe she was going to change things, but quickly realized, nope, she's not gonna. Um, and he realized that after he showed her where the dragon was, before realizing that she wanted ice fire dead and she drove the black man away so she thought that he died a while ago but he lived on just to troll her waiting for the right moment and then one day the golden fool showed up and his catalyst with him and the prophet was hopeful again but unable to help them out at all he watched everything go down and um you know fitz's prophet paid the price but uh he says on we go, he says, into the times, new paths beyond all visions. This is a time I never saw, nor she, she who me deceived. This she never has, I can't even read it. He talks so fucking backwards, I can't even read the quote. <laughs> <laughs> this she never seen has. Just talk like Yoda and this, say it. it this she never seen has. Only you, prophet, <laughs> only you, prophet, have seen this way. Uh, the new path beyond the dragon's rising high price was for you, but it has been paid. Go find what is left of him to leave him here. That is not to be change or go. Even now I dare not the change maker be while you live. It is only for you now go. So Fitz straps on his backpack tired as he is and continues on his path to recover his fool. I have a couple of thoughts about the black man. Um, one, we've gotten like three or four intros about Hoquin mm-hmm. and Wild Eye. And mm-hmm. there, I mean, there's no real compelling evidence other than the fact that they keep giving us stuff about Hoquin. Right. And he said, and uh, the black man said that his changer was uh, a lady. But I mean, so not really compelling evidence, but I'm wondering if maybe that's it because why else would they be talking about hoquin forever um and secondly yeah the only thing oh sorry go ahead um so the pale lady was telling a story about how uh the original white prophets had to mingle their blood with um with humans in order for their line to pass on because they knew they were all going to die out and that makes it sound like he was one of them he said he was one of the last ones um right yeah i think that i think that he's definitely like an og 
But the only question I have about that is he, he be, it seems to me like he came to the glacier before or like during the end time. Right. Yeah, while the dragons Hoquin, were still. Right. And Hoquin was supposed to be living in the after, was that, I mean, I assume it's the after times because they're like, there was no water and we were trying to get water again in that one intro. And I, because I, I was reading this thinking, oh, okay, this, you oh, know, that the could same be thing. true. Like, I wonder if this is Hoquin. Yeah, sounds like more like, of an Armageddon. This doesn't quite line up. Post-apocalyptic yeah, Mad unless, Max land. Unless, unless that happened and then they came to the glacier. I mean, it's not really. It, that's clearly not explained. We need a timeline. Or maybe all of please. the uh, trees died because the volcanoes erupted, and that's what killed the dragons. And right. Yeah. Mm. We're gonna need listeners. Because we know we've asked for a lot of charts, but if somebody could whip up a timeline <laughs> for us, that would be helpful. <laughs> but we also know that Hoquin was bad at his job <laughs> and this guy this guy's like I failed and I'm like well that means you're bad at your job well, and it also so. seemed that like Hoquin's catalyst hated him <laughs> right yeah so are you saying that you're just not giving a vibe you're not getting like I hate you vibe. Yeah, I'm not getting like the black man. He seems lovely. Like I don't know why anybody would hate him. He giggles when you give him tea. He's had he could have mellowed out He's in had thousands, thousands of years. thousands of years to, to get better. True. To work on himself. Maybe. How long do these prophets live? Well, that's my question. Is I've like the other the ones are all of dead. Time as a Yoda. So how did he outlive them? But I guess they were all different ages. There's no evidence that this is not actually Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yoda, he is. Proves to me that the black man is not Yoda. I can't wait to get feedback about my killer Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like props to Thick for just being like, it was easy. I just told them I'm on that boat. <laughs> and I told the other people I was on their boat. Classic. It's just like, <laughs> what's the movie with the twins? Yeah. <laughs> parent Trap. <laughs> yeah, he oh, parent trapped them. I just like that. His, I like his commitment to never going on a boat again. I'm saying, like, I totally could see him staying with the black man and never leaving. Like, he's not right. getting on a fucking boat. He's right? Well, because no one has told, like, at no point in this entire narrative has anyone sat down and, like, told Thick, you used, we used to be in the six duchies and then we sailed across an ocean and now we're here. Like, no one tells him anything. So when he's like, oh, we could get home if we just keep walking. Yeah, yeah that's totally like, really justified. Sad. I'm like, oh, God. It's like, we're on an island, dude. And I'm like, no one told him that. Like, literally like no a, one has told him that. Like we were just on a that's not really on part him. of the same continent. Yeah. That's reasonable to think you sure, could walk home. yeah. Poor bud. Maybe there's a land bridge. <laughs> I think he's on to something. Well, there's the skill pillar. I read this pillar. whole oh, section. Oh, God, I read. Go ahead. <laughs> you, said it, you said it. There's a skill pillar. Spoilers. Spoiler in this section of the next chapter. Is that, I can't remember what chapter it's in. I'm like, did I read it's either it? this or the next. It's 28. It's my chapter. It's the next you read chapter. ahead. <laughs> I read one chapter ahead. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Um, do you think that the reason that the fool doesn't like the cold is kind of like a Hodor situation? No. <laughs> no. What does that mean? 
Well, I mean, he said no. There's like, no time he travel. He knew he was going to die shit. here. He yeah, knew he was going to die like here that. in the cold, and so that's, that's why he didn't like the cold. Not because he like. I think he also is, might just like, genuinely dislike the cold. How long did he know he's supposed to die? I mean, Rachel, here, like, when you don't know if you're going to die in the cold and you hate it. No, that is true. <laughs> but I wonder. I wonder if because. I am not a prophet. I would like you all to believe that I am, but I am not. <laughs> and if I was and I saw my own death freezing to death, then... you just nod. Maybe I wouldn't like the cold. I'll give you it's a both. We're giving we're giving the, the hint. We're giving the fool uh, points for knowing that Thick needed that arrow. Not Thick. Swift. Bomb swift. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he, I think the fool, that was definitely planned. You don't just go around, you don't yeah, just like, go passing out wizard wood I mean, items wizard willy nilly. Well, I guess I'm just, I'm asking, do we really believe in the fool's prophecies or is it all just. I would like no. to believe that right. he has seen things and he doesn't know all the answers or know what all is going to happen but he knows like oh it's important that i grab this arrowhead i don't know why but i'm taking it because i've seen that and right uh, to be a prophet with really well. hazy prophecies <laughs> i like all of the beach camping i don't know i just it feels you want to come camp on a beach no, no, I don't. It's, it's, it's the last yeah, thing she right. wants. It's just like he does it to, like more than once, where it's like you're too close to the tide. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not a true beach, it. though, right? It's a glacier, so it's just like there's ice and then there's really cold water. No, I mean there's an actual beach because he says there's sand. The honeypot is, honey is in a, the it's sand. It's like a yeah, it's a glacier on an island. Oh, man, oh, that's better. I'm sure Except that he's waking up with sand in his of like underwear. A crude, yeah. Uh, we know that Nettle is now only goes to sleep if Thick is there to chaperone, which is kind of <laughs> cute. He's a nightlight. They don't have nightlights. Nightlights. They don't have nightlights. Thick is a very expensive nightlight. They have Thick candles, but candles burn There's out in the middle of the night. Fitz will probably get her a dragon nightlight. She needs, yeah. <laughs> That'll make oh, he God. would be insensitive like that. This isn't traumatic, is it? Its <laughs> eyes spin in the dark. <laughs> and then um, she's friends with Seidel, who I think, uh, I mean, is it good for her to be friends? I mean, I guess, yes, the misfits should be friends. But, I'm not mad at it. I don't know if it's good for her social standing, but it's good for her personally, yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think it's good. They both need right. a friend. They're both innocent. But that means that she's not friends with Rosemary. Yeah. So I feel like they're just both like innocent people who fell victim to circumstance that they had no control over. And that's, you know, they're... At least she's not friends with Rosemary. <laughs> Look, I was concerned last week that maybe she was befriending Rosemary. And I'll never forgive her. I know that the the castle <laughs> might, or the, you know, the royalty might give her a free pass, but 
I stay salty. <laughs> she greased that. She greased the step and didn't ask why. Anything else for? Oh, um, so, so this black, so the black man still has no name. Uh, mm. He lives in this crevice, and he used to make. He used to be friends with the pale woman, but isn't anymore. And he still just wanders her house freely and takes <laughs> which her I, love. <laughs> I love. I love it. Like, I mean, I guess the forged ones are like Borg, where they just they as long as you're not a threat, they don't oh, sure. they don't react. <laughs> I mean, that is a lot of time to be avoided. I mean, it seems like he you can know? pretty much appear and disappear wherever he wants. So he's very stealth. Does he have magic? Yes, well, but how stealthy prophet, can you be but... when you're a black man in an ice world? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just a like... shadow. He he led he led fits and full straight into the heart of her area, so that they like ran right into a bunch of her guards, and he just like just tra- traipsed out of there. Them. Like yeah, he's like this is what I need. I think it's happen. very much I like a cartoon like, oh, where wanna, all the dumb wanna. soldiers just like walk into each other and bang their heads together, and he just joinks out the other uh-huh. direction. <laughs> but he's like, oh, I I couldn't be the changer. I couldn't be the one that changes anything. And I'm like, bitch, you led people around the whole map for the whole. Changed all kinds of, of stuff. He didn't though. I mean, he stayed kind of out of the way. Fitz would definitely have just drowned in a snow pile <laughs> and never found camp with his Change arm all that. dislocated. But he can't. I mean, well, you I mean, think that you the think you think he, that the black man planned on being on that beach with a lantern at the exact moment when Fitz get, got expelled from a crack in the ground? Yes. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, I think he he ha- I feel like him having hope again was maybe seeing some things again. Oh, yeah, okay. Like he's been activated because <laughs> yeah. like stuff's happening. He was a sleeper prophet for a thousand <laughs> like years. Like a Borg. <laughs> must awaken. Well, like, well, I mean, is it true that, like, the, maybe the older you are, the more possibilities you see? And so, like, everything's narrowed because he has been alive so long that all of the possibilities that were possible when he was young are no longer possible. So he can't <laughs> well, see it. Like, like, him, like when, the fool, when the fool saw the black man, he said, you know, he's important and I, you know... I, he sees all these possibilities so i feel like the black man probably thought the same thing when he looked at fitz and the fool and he was like i gotta do stuff yeah. for them i gotta lead you into traps and get you arrested and tortured and murdered Look, it's great it was all a means well, to an end maybe he knew that that needed to happen yeah. it was all a means to an end perhaps Ult- ultimate power down chapter it's chapter 28 catalyst The intro to this chapter is a note from one of Shade's spies detailing the existence of huge logs along the river deep in the rainwilds. The note purports that these logs provide the building material for the famed live ships, some lover's dust, and poison, but no amount of bribery will give the spy a sample. So Fitz exits the black man's crevasse hut and makes his way down the cliff, only to see a glowing door back up on the cliff face, and he must make an exhausted and tedious climb to the glowing crack, which turns out to be a hidden back entrance to the pale woman's ice city, which I feel like the black man could have been clearer about. <laughs> but if you go back and read, he does say, oh, no, you can't miss it, which I assume means that it's glowing. Same. 
Um, at first, Fitz sees only long disused halls and chambers where even the art is carved into the walls and it hasn't been changed to the pale woman's narcissistic images yet. There are <laughs> wizard wood boxes in one room and I'm picturing an icy version of the mudlog city in the Rainwilds. Fitz journeys on and some of the way is so dilapidated and broken that he's not sure he's going to be able to get back. Like the ice has just smoothed out and he's had to like fall down it. But I don't really think he's coming back this way. So we'll see. Fitz sees enough that he suspects that this is no realm of the pale woman, but a lost elderling city that she's been squatting in. Eventually he hits the used parts and thinks poorly on how dirty and gross people seem to be compared to the elderlings. But they're forged fits, so give them a break. They probably still bathe more than you. Ooh. So he reaches the central chamber <laughs> that the pale woman has used as her throne room. The ceilings all collapse from the bomb blasts and ice fire struggles and Rob Red's escape. And he sees a few bodies, but not the fools. So he climbs up onto the ice pile to take a look around the room and he spies a colorful and familiar something on the ice. Quote, my belly churned. I stood staring down at it, unable to feel any grief only burning horror and disbelief because it's the entire tattoo off of the fool's back hole in one piece. So Fitz doesn't touch it, but he does stare at it for a while, dwelling on the cruelty that has dealt his friend to amuse the pale woman. He's so angry that he blanks out like he usually does during a berserker rage, and he comes to himself sometime later having done no violence except the violence of his feelings. So as he leaves the chamber, he comes across a piece of the rooster crown and quote, that I did take with me that had belonged to him and me, and I would not leave it behind. So Fitz wanders for hours in this icy tomb. He finds the pale woman's bedchambers, which are a mess and another room full of the lost skill scrolls that disappeared after Galen's death sold to fund Regal's debts. This is all those mysteries. Now we know how people were forged. We know how people are learning how to skill. After that, he finds the dungeons, and that's when Fitz finds Hest's body and decides to burn him as a fallen comrade. So poor Hest. Fitz finds the fool's body in the last dungeon, the first one they saw on their way in, the refuse heap. Fitz is very concerned with how dirty it is here, as the fool was so clean, and how that would have made him feel in the end. Overcome with emotion, he cradles the frozen body and attempts to skill heal the fool. He even calls out to the rest of the coterie. And I'd like to note that Fitz is skilling really good in this section. <laughs> but they can't help him heal something that isn't alive. This failure is heartbreaking because even though Fitz was certain he was going to find his friend's body, it seems like it's only at this point of total failure that he allows himself to really think that the fool is dead. To heap on the pile, uh, Chade informs them at this point that Fitz... I'm sorry, Shade informs Fitz that Burridge has died on the journey to Zylake. And Fitz feels so much pain at the news that his father figure has died as well as his best friend <coughs> that everyone reaches out to Fitz <laughs> to comfort him, even Nettle, but he rejects them all. Then comes one of the most painful sections for me to read when Fitz carries the fool's corpse through the dead elderling city seeking an exit. Quote, where would you want me to do this thing? I would prefer to loose your smoke to the night wind. Would you laugh at me for that? gods which that would that you could laugh at me for anything again and he refuses to put the fool down for anything even when he finally encounters what remains of the pale woman quote the black sticks that had been her arms and hands were of no use so she's got like matchsticks blackened matchsticks for arms 
and she's scrabbling around her empty kingdom trying to put on her furs and fucking up stuff and probably can't even feed herself um and she's mocking Fitz, telling him of the tortures that's, that she subjected the fool to for fun. Uh, but Fitz refuses to put the fool down to engage her, not even to kill her. It's not worth putting him down. So he leaves her there, even though she tries to force him to kill her with her mockery. She says, stop, you kill me here. I have seen this a hundred times in my nightmares. And Fitz says, I am the catalyst. I change things. Then she gets truly desperate and demands Fitz heal her and then, quote, use her however he wants. And she promises that she could make him king of the six duchies and the out islands and the cursed shores and all his dreams will come true. And then my favorite line, my dream was dead in my arms. So I continue to walk. Fitz walks away and continues to go up just like he had always wanted to before until he finds a long stair in a section that looks like the pale woman hadn't found it yet. He comes across a map room with an enormous globe that depicts the world before whatever calamity changed the coastlines. Uh, and he sees all the active skill stones on the map. They're actually lit up. So he says to himself, of course. And in the next chamber, he finds a skill stone and he takes the fool through with him. They exit the stone at the crossroads from the original trilogy where the fool had seen the, version, the vision of the minstrel. Here it's summer, the sky is blue and the birds and the bees are alive and buzzing. Here, where it isn't foul, Fitz puts the fool down. This is a good place. I'm glad we came back here. After a quick nap, it's time to set up the funeral pyre. While cleaning and arranging the fool's body for the pyre, Fitz discovers that the fool is holding the rest of the rooster crown. It had been smashed, but the fool had carefully glued it back together using his own blood. Fitz adds the piece he found and then spends a while inserting the feathers that he's been carrying this whole time. Once they're all in, the crown flickers to real colors for a second and then returns to normal. Then Fitz says goodbye. Oh, beloved, I bent and kissed his brow in farewell, and then grasping the rightness of that foreign tradition, I named him as myself. For when I burned him, I knew I would be ending myself. Goodbye, Fitz chivalry farseer. But Fitz can't bring himself to crown the fool and light the pyre. Instead, he is overcome with emotions. He was dead. Nothing could change that but I was the changer. And then he slams the rooster crown down onto his head while screaming to the sky and directly to the author, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Not this way. Let him take my life and give me his death. I take his death for my own. And then rather a fade to black, I imagine that the scene ends in a fade to white. Aww. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> Lots of feelings. Lots of feelings. I think that, like, what's so important for me in this moment is that Fitz is displaying, like, a lot of tenderness. Like, he's not being... He, he, he's, he's not overthinking so, it. Yeah, he's usually so harsh to himself with his feelings that he can't... He can't just just let his feelings be. This is like the one of the most wolf-like, you know, scenes because he just whatever he's feeling, he's feeling it, and some of it is some of it is bad. Like, yeah, he would love her to die, but he's not gonna put his friend down on this gross ice and kill her. He's not gonna do that. And I, I just it's it's really beautiful, and I think better than a revenge story. Agreed. 
I thought I hadn't really thought about it before, but there's a part where the uh, pale woman tells him that, you know, it's a part of his culture where he comes from to bestow your own name on the people that you care about. And we definitely saw mm -hmm. the fool do that with Fitz previously, where he referred to Fitz as beloved, which was his own name. But I guess mm. I didn't really pick up on that until she pointed it out. And then, of course, he calls her or him Fitz or the fool Fitz chivalry um, when he's with mm -hmm. them. And and <laughs> the fact that he when she said, you know, he called out for you, he he, he didn't call out for Fitz. He called out mm -hmm. for beloved. So and she meant that to hurt him, but he he yeah. kind of took that for himself yeah so i not not have knowing what will happen and being a first time reader and you're gonna hate me for saying this and having this thought oh no here it goes there's <laughs> gonna be a family feud tonight <laughs> i i won't you don't we won't fight about it i admit that it's a bad thought but for a split second i thought that he was he was gonna have to put the fool's soul into the pale woman's body oh. so that they could be together in the only oh god you got dark with it man you got fucking <laughs> twisted it got weird i was thinking about it and i was like Jesus. god i hope this doesn't happen <laughs> keep this podcast away from robin hobbit <laughs> 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 oh, it was i'm just very glad after reading this section that that is not what has happened. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna giggle to himself because he's just so laughing. he's so nervous about putting it out there that he's just like fuck. What I <laughs> and so, but I mean, everything has been so heteronormative, like we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. like that it was just sort of like, and now. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it got real gay somehow without it. But they're just friends, Joey. They're just friends. His dream was dead in his arms. But they're just friends. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad I could destroy that beautiful moment. We're just talking about... <laughs> just two bros. Just yeah, two bros broing. It's, it's like in bros. in Tolkien when uh, two men just kiss each other on the field of battle. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's like Casual. totally. It's, it's a over. very European smooch smooch quick little kissy kiss. My brother in arms and exchanging names yeah. for their you know true American love. athletes like to do a good old fashioned butt pat in the locker room. It's just you know. Maybe a little reach around, squeeze, please. <laughs> Just straight people thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Does that happen? <laughs> it hasn't happened to you guys? No. I'm cutting that. <laughs> no! <laughs> Let the record show we're all uncomfortable by that. <laughs> Save it for episode 69. The musical episode. The musical episode. <laughs> Joey, are you reading the next quartet? Because otherwise you won't be on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> that might be by Rachel's design. I don't know. <laughs> All according to plan. Okay, so the rooster crown. <laughs> Before we get to the rooster crown, it is a, this. I just want to ask our new readers because I know when I first read this, I was like, "There is no way he's dead." I mean. Until he's carrying his dead body, and I was like, oh, I definitely God, believed is... he was I... dead for sure. Um, and I thought, I mean, I believed that he would find his dead body. I assumed that he would find a way to bring him back. I just, I guess, I guess I had like fantasy novel brain. I was like, there's no way he's gonna find him. He's gonna be like in a magical stasis, or you know, like yeah, it was called death. Yeah. <laughs> What? Death doesn't count when there's money. You know what I mean? I told you. I didn't think that I was about to read this long chapter about you know him carrying the the frozen, decaying <laughs> corpse of this character that I love. I did just for the you reason know, of just... like one, we need some character development out of Fitz. Okay, we need some growth, and him feeling his feels is him growing. That's you true. know, like he can't just so, always be the same forever. My God, I feel like because there's another series called Fits and the Fool. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> I kind of. Yeah, that's how. That, yeah, I was. Still that's the name of the books. I can't not know that. I, I yeah. couldn't tell you the name of any of the future books we're reading. <laughs> A true new reader, spoiled? ladies and gentlemen. True new reader. At the time we read this. Those books hadn't come out yet. Oh, yeah, is that those right? Books did, those books didn't that's, exist. This that was definitely the last delays book. the suspense then. I had yeah. just finished Live Ship Traders when they announced the new series, and I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to worry about that. And this whole section was ruined for oh, me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I existed for years of my life with this being the last oh. book. Yeah. Interesting. Mileage oh. may vary. <laughs> Because we, we the read end, these yeah. in, in 2011. Yeah. I thought I thought maybe he would go... I thought maybe he would. it would be some, like, they're in the spirit. They're in the skill realm together. The, some beach thing. I mean, it, there's magic. Like, whatever. Like, they could work <laughs> it out. That's what I figured. I was like, maybe he doesn't need a body. Maybe they can just both live inside fits. Well, I think also when you start to look at these trilogies as as two, you know, two sets of books that kind of go together and, you know, they're, they echo each other in a really great way where it's like, you know, you have Fitz's journey of discovery and all the mistakes that he's made and then, every, you know, and he dies at the end and all that shit that has to happen. And then this kind of, this book is really, like, we're still in Fitz's mind, but there's some mistakes that the fool has made along the way and maybe some poor choices and... He doesn't have as much control as I think he would like, and and this shit happens, and like the only person he has to depend on is Fitz, who is a yeah. moron, and left him there. So <laughs> he came back. I, mean, I don't. He came back eventually. Hey, he does save his life. Would he have come back earlier if the black man had not led him to a completely different scenario? Don't know. You trying to blame shit on the black man? The way you guys feel about Webb, 
I'm just saying, the way you guys feel about Webb is how I feel about the black man. I do not entirely trust him. The black man giggles when you give him tea. (laughs) That is a good person. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's deceptive. No. Or it's... He's thinking something dirty. The way he cutely starfished on all of the the little bed palette. He's like, this, and ha ha ha, thank you so much. He's he's so cute. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's just delirious after like a thousand <laughs> He's hella hype about meeting important you're just, people. You're... <laughs> he talks backwards. You're just what's not, you're a, just What's a prophet with dementia? Shade. <laughs> <laughs> He can see the uh, he can see the future, <laughs> but he can't remember it. Um, I do enjoy that we got this like tour of this of this city. We know that there's all these other treasures the, here. The skill can... scrolls. I find it really hard to believe that the pale woman never found the skill pillar. She doesn't know how to use it. Well, it seems weird that she would have all the skill scrolls that probably mention skill pillars and not be like, I'm in an elderly yeah. city, I bet there's a skill pillar uh, here. Maybe she's one of those people who's, who buys books knowing she'll never read them. <laughs> 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 Looks really good on a shelf, yeah. though. She just learned enough nice to like control Kevin Robbrand, and she's like, alright, I mean, I'm like, done. she's been down there for a minute. Like, wouldn't you go looking around? I don't know. She she explored enough that she you know found all the dungeons and jewels and, and you know had the space she needed and then she was like whatever she's like a lazy rich person she's like I found the things it did, I need it did take him prisons it did take Fitz like a whole day of climbing to kind of get up there so there was a, she was Maybe concerned she's just with too other she's too delicate yeah. she can't go up that high she might get a nosebleed. How much of this? But is I would the... like the record to show that he wanted to go up the whole time. The, from the moment they got there, he was like, "I would like to go up. I think there's a way yeah. out." He was fucking right. He was. It, Fitz was right. Is that carved? It's a rare mountain. mountain. Like, how much of this is glacier and how much of this is stone? A I mean, good question. Yeah, it's definitely it's, a that... mix. We know that much, but I don't know. They don't really say. I do like that there's just a whole fucking map of everything that ever existed. And, I'd and like, they don't you know. Take your cell phone out and take a picture of that. Fits. It's like all <laughs> lost. All that knowledge is lost. I mean, there's like all these other continents. Just he's like, oh look, there. a continent that disappeared. A whole fucking <laughs> continent that's not supposed to be there. Well, now huh? that he knows it's there, he can you know jump on over and bring a sketchbook Skill and some colored pencils over. and draft it all up. <laughs> Well, I mean, it also might not be there anymore. It might be underneath. Ooh, the ocean. yeah, that's a risk. That is a risk. Well, but he knows where the skill pillars yeah. are, so that's helpful. Could be deep underwater though, like the one at the beach. Well, the ones that were active were lit up. It's like yeah. a light yeah. bright. <laughs> What's this one, Atlantis? That sounds like a fun place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that the um, fast travel was finally unlocked, though. I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. Was, you know, they take a lot of time getting around the map, but now that we got fast travel, it's just gonna be like blip, blip, blip. Well, yeah, this but fast all... travel kind of fucks you up, so. <laughs> yeah, this is not unlimited fast travel. <laughs> Use it wisely. I mean, it kind of is unlimited. You just have to have a recovery period in between. In our Maybe realm of the elderlings, refractory period. Um, 
I like that we are back in this beautiful garden area up in the mountains near Jampa. I love that line where he says, I'm glad we came back here. Yeah. It's a good place. I mean, Verity died here and, you know, but it is also where he lived as a wolf for a while and like recovered and had a lot of good times with Night Eyes. And the fool had his vision there. And most importantly, it's not cold. And it's not cold. It's nice. And they did kiss there once. Smoochies. They did kiss there. It's, it's where they're going to get married. Some <laughs> romantic areas. In the corner. Marriage kisses. Marriage <laughs> kisses. Really, Soulmate kisses. Just really, just really hetero uh, man on man yeah. kisses. Um, <laughs> it's definitely going to be a train on the recording of my podcast. It sounds like it's coming to the back of my house. <laughs> yeah, it says tiny gems are just set randomly onto the map. Map is marked with a rune. Some seem to glow with an inner light. One glittered white. And as love y'all, four in a minute in a in a minute square sparkled in buck. That must be the, the stones. The, yeah, the fighting stones. Witness stones. Um, near the mouth of the Buck River, the handful th- um, throughout the six duchies. Some bright, some dull. More in the mountain kingdom, and a line of them carefully spaced along the rain wild river. But many of those were quenched. I. So my question is. Are all of the runes on the pillars in the same locations on all the pillars? No. You think they're all different in different places? I think there are only, like, four sides to a pillar and there are, like, 50 right. runes. But I'm saying, like, on every rune, why wouldn't they have put all of the different locations in, the in like, a, in an organized fashion? Oh, like, why didn't they have more faceted rune? <laughs> Or more fast. No, I'm just saying, like, so some of the pillars, all of the runes are, like, blurred, like, they're worn down, so you can't tell, like, what you're touching and where it's going to take you. But this one is totally unscathed. It's, like, brand... Right, I know, it's brand new. So, can he, like, mark up on this pillar where all the runes are, and then they'll be in the same locations on all the other ones, so, like... Well, I guess the question is, are all the runes on every pillar, or only some of them on Well, why the hell would there only be some? That's dumb as shit. I don't (laughs) know. Think about where you want to go. Maybe it's exhausting to travel really far, really fast. There's no direct flights. Yeah, you gotta gotta go to the central (laughs) hub first. Connection. I just want him to pop into, like, uh, I just want him to pop into Buckheap and be like, and be there when the boats are arriving, like, after a month. Like, yeah, oh, he man. just skills over, and he's like, leave me here. <laughs> never come back. You'll never find me. Then they come, look for him. They don't find him. And then they go home, and he's there. Like, hey, bitches. I've been eating good food for a <laughs> minute. What are you doing? <laughs> With the fool, everything's fine. All right. What books do you think you're reading? <laughs> Yeah, take us to the most fine chapter. Please. Well, should, do we want to talk about the oh, the fact that he's sorry. been carrying around the rooster crown stuff? Oh, the rooster crown stuff? Yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm just looking at time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so time. Final- it's a construct. Time isn't real. Yes. Contract. <laughs> so yes, Ashley, you've been pissed off that they've been carrying the shit around. Nice yeah, fucking feathers, man. It's about damn time. They do. <laughs> but I don't know these 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 uh, fucking minstrels in the crown. They sounded like <laughs> jerks. 
What? I love them. I just no. love that that's what it is. And, like, the only reason that this, this is, like, at all relevant is because the the crown was broken and the fool glued it back together with I was his own all, blood. Yeah, I was also very disturbed yeah, that he glued it together with his own blood, but I'm like, jeez. But good thing he did. Good thing he didn't I have, have any, like, super so glue. I have so much around. time figuring out how much I would have to bleed to make glue. <laughs> Not a lot. Mind. There might might have been some well, pus in there, too. Pus can do pretty blood good Blood is things. very hearing to their back is... The wizard would absorb the blood. He was bleeding a lot. This is horrible. This is grisly. But the the wizard would absorb the blood, so I don't feel like you need that Yeah, I don't think you needed that much either. No, I've glued stuff that's absorbent. You need more glue. No, I know, but the the wizard wood is different. It becomes pliable (laughs) with with glue when you you add blood. Exactly. It's it some sings, weird it's, ass it's really just a set. It's really just a set of Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> it just sings. All right, we got it. No, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but I do like Fitz's really dramatic speech at the end, where he's just like, "I am the changer. I will change this." Yeah, he's screaming into bitch. the void. Pow! He he really believes in his own power in this like little section. Yeah, nice. you know, like look I'm what I did. There's dragons, but thou. I did it. I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. Let my friend it's die, but I did that. It's you get from that. making your resume. Didn't do that because I didn't want to do that, but that was my choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we All can right. move on. All right. She needed a segue to the crowd. the best. Oh, it is the best chapter. Chapter 29, Feathers in a Fool's Cap. This chapter contains upsetting PTSD moments, which I try to ling- not linger on too much. Um, the intro to this chapter is an old Jamalian tale about dragon cocaine to be enjoyed by ages 12 and up. <laughs> I love the beginning of this chapter because it reads like a folk tale, and I have a thousand quotes, so here we go. The five minstrels summoned by Fitz's self-coronation begin by speaking of blood and how it remembers, and they start offering their bard services to Fitz, which include loud warrior songs, sweet love songs, and a customized birthday tune to your child's name for the low price of two ninety nine. <laughs> Fitz is presently standing alone in the middle of the woods, speaking aloud as different people, freaking out the local <laughs> wildlife, and he becomes the world's first audiobook reader. <laughs> the bards young and old of all genders speak out with his voice and reader they roast him he has the throat pipes of a sailor and a body of wood and he's never thought of doing a cartwheel in his life and after a lifetime of seeing everything that the fool has accomplished on this green earth Fitz concludes that bards and jesters and minstrels are useless and they are He tries to remove the crown from his head, but it is stuck firmly in place, and the minstrels within him are using his body to also experience the thrill of being alive, and wow, what a body to have to work with, but I guess it's better than nothing. (laughs) They start to offer a song of remembrance for his dead friend, friend, and Fitz starts to ask them who they are. Quote, we are sweet preserves of song stored away so that in the winter of our deaths you can taste again the tang of our summers, which is straightforward, but too poetic for Fitz. So he says, uh, I'm a layman. And 
A woman who had not spoken before tells of how they were favored by dragons. She met her dragon Smokewing when she was young, she says, and the dragon was green, a thousand greens, with eyes like deep pots of melted gold, and that's it, she was hired. <laughs> and the dragon gifted her a piece of wizard wood, or womb wood, at the end of her life, and the bard wet it with her own blood, and it formed into a feather with just by her thinking about it. And not unlike a body on the deck of a beautiful, perfect live ship, this minstrel died holding her feather, knowing that her personhood would go into the rooster crown, apparently the property of the ruler of all the river lands. It was a pity, she says, that the fool was not the favorite of dragons, and Fitz agrees, telling her that he died to basically, you know, save the entire race of dragonkind. <laughs> the bars are very impressed, and all of them clamor over rights to make a song about it. Fitz says that he just wants the fool alive, you know, back as he was, and they say, mm, we can remember him through the immortality of song. <laughs> And from <laughs> somewhere far away, a voice says, no, please, Fitz, no, leave it be, let it be over. All the minstrels, minstrels sense the fool's presence in the crown from him put, putting his blood on it, and they are not happy. The crown starts melting itself into the fool's head and the feathers start to come alive and he does what we all do in the face of something so insane, which is to ignore it and do something else. He goes to the fool's body and the bards are scream fighting and doing My Chemical Romance covers and Lincoln <laughs> Park screaming and the whole thing. <laughs> and... <laughs> the Fitz, the Fitz, Fitz gathers <laughs> the fool's body in his lap, and Fitz remembers a memory from when he was in Night Eyes, and he sees Burrick, Wit communicating with him, holding Fitz's body, and remembers returning to it. Wait, oh my god, maybe this is useful. <laughs> Taking inspiration from his own suffering, he fits the fool's slivered fingers to the marks on his wrist, and he finds the skill link, and suddenly they are both in Fitz's body together for a hot sec before Fitz goes into Beloved's lifeless body to dust it and fix it up for him. And they did it. They freaky fried it. <laughs> Fitz feels Beloved's every agony as he opens his eyes, looks at his own face, and is like, oh... And not as terrible as if he had a flesh crown, though, because luckily the fool had put a stop to that nightmare and taken the thing right off. The fool is in disbelief, and he remembers that he died, and Fitz says that, yes, it was his turn to die, and Fitz's turn to bring him back. All will be well, he says, as he touches his wrist with his slivered fingers, slivered, silvered fingers. For a moment, our gaze is held as we mingled in unity, one person. We had always been one person. It was good to be whole again. And just like that, they are less Freaky Friday than they are the opposite of that, which is Monday. <laughs> and Fitz held a sleeping fool in his arms, and when he starts to carry him back to the tent, the fool starts begging for the pain to stop, and while this chapter is a bucket of pain. Like I do when someone is sick in bed, Fitz starts bringing the fool every object around that might make him feel better, <laughs> like soup. Tea, water, a stuffed animal, the rooster crown, a knitting subscription box, etc. <laughs> the fool asks Fitz not 
to call him Beloved because the pale woman mocked him with that name and she literally ruins everything and she fucking sucks. <laughs> Fitz goes out hunting all night, and the fool wakes up early, has a bath, eats the plums Fitz brought him, and asks Robin Hobb to tell it to us all again. (laughs) (laughs) When the fool demands to know why Fitz didn't kill the pale woman, Fitz is like, because she wanted me to do that. And the fool says, what the fuck? Okay, I'm sure you tried your best, buddy. When Fitz tells him about the five minstrels in the rooster crown, the fool shrugs and says, quote, It wasn't for me that I wanted it. In the next night, the fool has a night terror that the pale woman was standing over him, so he goes outside the tent, where Fitz welcomes him by stretching out his cloak for him to lay on beside him, and they fall asleep next to each other. <laughs> And after another night terror and terrible PTSD, the fool returns to the fire and to Fitz, who thumbs the tears from his cheek (laughs) and kisses the top of his head gently and says, go to sleep. I'm here. I'll take care of you. And he holds the fool all night. The end. (laughs) Skip the last line. (laughs) Yeah. I have to open the book. God, Jesus. (laughs) I let him take whatever comfort he could. I've never felt less of a man than I did, so. Yeah. 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 I I let him take whatever comfort he could in the warmth and strength of my body. I have never felt less of a man than I did so. One, I'm glad that Fitz finally has come to terms with the fact that it's okay. (laughs) Not to be influenced by all of his fucking homophobe uh peers I guess yeah I mean he and the fool one on one have usually not always but usually been okay like when he blocks everything else out it's fine yeah it's fine until the one time just, the fool's love... actually honest with him, and then he fucking freaks the fuck out, and it's really fucking mean to him. Well, bro. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, this, you know, best chapter, but, I mean, it, I, is this a better way to come back to life? Is it exactly what Burrich did? I don't know. Like, I don't think that Burrich was, like, inside Fitz's body. I think he no. was just, like, doing his, like, This is some next level so I think shit. That, I think Ooh, girl. This is some skill with Oh, I mean, obviously. Moves. I mean, they flat out say it is. He uses yeah. the skill in this, so it's definitely a combo effect, yeah. but... But, you know, he also is like, oh, we were, you know, like, we're, we were one person. We've always been one person. And, like, just he friends. also says, like, yeah, and he's like, also, I realized that, you know, you're not human. Like, I always just thought that you were just. Like, yeah, I thought that was interesting. A really you know, like, pale yeah. human. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Like, maybe, maybe you really are ascribing uh, rules to the fool that just don't apply, you know not it's not how it works but yeah it's so pretty but i also i guess i shouldn't be surprised now that i've read because i had not read the live ship books when i first read these um but that was i don't think i was prepared for how like visceral 
these this these last couple chapters have been because there's just like a lot of dwelling on on the mechanics of the body and you know all of, and that that kind of stuff so it's a little it's a little gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm interested to see if we yeah. get any insight from Fool of um, what it was like when he was dead. Like, for him when he died. If if there was anything. The white light. Oh, like Trying that. to see how religious Robin Hobb is. <laughs> oh, I see. No, but, I mean, <laughs> I not see. that at all, actually. That was just a joke. But, like, you know, when... Oh. Fitz, if we're gonna say that Fitz died, which I didn't believe that he was dead, but whatever, you know he. Well, are you sure though? I thought it was a couple like, days. Oh, I was dead. Right, I know. Okay, just but, okay. So the I point of dead. me saying is like he was, you know, in his death, he was attached to or a part of Night Eyes. So like his experience when he was dead is not the same as what the fool would have experienced right. because the fool didn't have that. So it's like I wonder what his experience with death was like. The fool was stuck in a rooster crown. The yeah. fool was a chicken. But we don't know what that was like for him. <laughs> like obviously the other ones couldn't hear him Annoying. or he just didn't speak or make his presence known, but like No, cuz the feather, they each of them are in the feathers. He had to yeah, look so. at the Lincoln Yeah, but they were surprised the when they heard him speak to Fitz. They're like, "Who the fuck is in here?" Like they weren't aware of his presence. Well, because this he they said that this won't Get work out. for us if there's someone in the crown. You're supposed to be a feather and no one's right. in the crown cuz the crown is basically right. the Bluetooth speaker. So he Well, I know where he was, yeah. but I want to know what the experience was like <laughs> for him. Those are two different things. He, the, the Bluetooth spe- speaker was not plugged in, so I don't. <laughs> I would imagine it's not much, but I don't know. He he was a dragon. He was soaring dragon. I, Very green. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I have that album. Shut up. I love that album. Yeah. Oh my god. I had to fall and lose it all. Whenever I put in a music reference, I hope that Ashley will sing it. <laughs> this is me every day of my life, just like singing every like third sentence that comes out of my mouth or runs through my head. There's a song that goes with it, and it's just me singing songs. <laughs> You got the music like I do. I have the music. Mm-hmm. You got the, got the music. No, in but you. not that song because that song. Uh, Alyssa. Mm. <laughs> Alyssa, who is the rooster crown for? You know, is my it Paragon? what? Is it Paragon? You know, I think it's for Paragon. <laughs> no, I think um, all I can think of is rain. Because they have the crowned rooster, and I can see the fool being like, "Oh, what a funny joke! Your sigil is the crowned rooster, and here is a rooster crown." It's like, <laughs> so I I did some thinking about this, and that's the best I got. <laughs> this is a really good experiment, though, because what? It, so now we know that if you put your essence into this feather, you can potentially, if you like, misuse the crown like possess a body right because they were like a said they were a possessing yeah. fits right like 
using his voice, making him dance and stuff. Did so, he like, make a bargain with Starling? Like, I will be very angry. Are they Keanu Reeves? <laughs> they, I'm just, I just mean like, could you put yourself in a feather and then like potentially just possess a lot of different people and animals forever? Sure. I think they're engrams, though. like the they're one not, ring. They're not a crown. They're yeah. I don't think they're the people themselves. I think they're like an echo of them. Well, yeah. But... I don't know. They said that the crown has <laughs> to like, be. That's what's the difference? Sorry, go ahead. No. They. Oh. That's. <laughs> No. If they brought the fool back, it can't be like. But I have to say, wait, oh, it, I, nope. Yeah, the fool was like the whole thing. So, like, is his blood still there as a glue, or did the whole thing just fall apart? I want, I need to know. <laughs> what? I don't know. Is it well, the midi chlorians in the blood, or is it? It's got to be something because they said that oh, Jesus, if the crown broke apart, then we'd all be dead. So but couldn't you just make another crown and stick them no, in a crown? Well, but like, then okay. they said that the high, the can... crown can only be given or bestowed upon somebody by some ruler. What did they say? Like some important person. Mm. Well, that feels that. But remember, that goes back to the vision. That's that 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 person that they saw on the yeah on the column that was like, I get to wear the crown today. And but I'm saying, could you could you like collect them all? Could you have like a million feathers, and then you could create a different band every time you stuck different feathers in the <laughs> sounds like a head in, crown in the crown. It's a six six CD changer. Go you'd back to others' beach and yeah, be like, what CD. else can I find? You'd look like you'd you'd have like one of those like headdresses. You'd have like it would be like it'd be more than a crown. It would be like a total. Yeah. No, no, but well, no, you're gonna have put only... different combinations of feathers yeah. in each time. Not just I just personally yeah. don't see the benefit of this crown. These fucking crazy minstrels which like minstrels really are we trying to be bffs with minstrels are they're they all when they're crazy. alive so you're putting it on and then they try to possess you like what kind of gift is that do you just wear it on karaoke night so you sound it's actually like really awesome? it's actually a it, it's mm-hmm. an elderling prank is what it is it's like uh the equivalent of those like those like annoyatron things it's like they just give it that over there some idiot's gonna put that on the, <laughs> the king bestows it upon every bath. emissary that comes in as a joke <laughs> here put this on asshole <laughs> But no, really, like most of the like this amazing technology that they dig up and find that the elderlings had, it's really just like art. It's not right. Supposed to like be... it's not a, like a, it's like a party trick. I don't know. Yeah, that's well, like Sorry. in uh, in, jewels, in Star in Trek boxes. when they don't have any need for jobs anymore, so they just do whatever they want. So all these people are just like pursuing right. their passions. Oh, imagine a society gross. <laughs> Mom, I'm gonna be a feather when I go. Everybody's got magic; they don't need to do anything. Is that what you think art is? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying that they—they're like—it's the like a society of artists because they can just do what they want to do. If a whoopee cushion is art, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it, you know it's a metaphor mm-hmm. for a novel. I'm sure. The toy. Uh, all right. Uh, every episode prompts. Are we ready, or do we need to dwell on this? I don't really want to like talk super a lot about the fool's PTSD. I appreciate that it is there, but it yeah. is whoa. Yeah. 
I'm glad is, is real. I'm glad Fitz was there to hold him all night. I feel yes. badly for the new life that has been put upon him a little bit because it's like, yeah, he's back and he was seemed like he was scared of death and maybe didn't want to die, but I don't know if this is the way to live either, so Well, Fitz has managed it, so Fitz isn't as emotionally and sensorily adept as the fool is. <laughs> like, he's just kind of <laughs> numb to things. But again, like, yeah. Just put the... F- they are a stone's throw from the from a better-than-therapy solution. Just put that shit you don't like in a dragon. Find one, stick it in there. Uh, friends in High Places, character introductions and exits. Well, goodbye to the pale woman. Peace out, Bia. <laughs> are you sure? Sucked. Are you, we're not sure. I mean, he didn't kill her. She's gonna die. She has little charred oven sticks for arms. She can't even feed herself. And no food. She may use that skill stone yet. I don't know. She could still well, if she gets that, too doesn't. hungry and lethargic first, she won't make it. She'll be eaten by a bear. <laughs> Maybe the black man eat. will just go and slit her throat or something. Eat her. <laughs> gonna, gonna make dinner out of her. It's not like... He's gonna get desperate soon. Add some sugar, um, we'll eat it. I guess another <laughs> intro. Well, or well, I guess it could be in the animal category, but it was like future dragon babies. Hey yo, <laughs> they're already in there. Instant. They're already in there. Great. They're already <laughs> in there, ready to go. I felt bad for Tintaglia because, like, this is like legitimately like last guy on earth. Right, she had no and... options. Like, well, this is she it. She had the ant eaten bird carcass of a dragon. It turns out screw- to be a closet. But they racist. screw like they take dumps, so they just had to do it. <laughs> they just, like, it was like taking a shit. They just had to do it, you know? It wasn't like mating. It was just like, get it I out feel of it like this particular no, instance, it probably was like out. a little bit of a high because they're like, we did it. We beat the stone dragon. Woo woo. But like, every future instant, instance, if there is one, will be very mad. What a fuck? Um, we riddles back from the That's dead, which was cool. I'm glad it's nice, nice that not everyone was forged away. We um, finally met uh, Eliana's mother, and I can never. Yeah, her I didn't name even ever. attempt it. I was like, eh. Otter. Oh, or- Ortra. Ortra? <laughs> we can call her Otter. It's, I'm sure that's wrong. It's Orta, oh, I, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know how they say it in audiobook. I have to go back and listen. And he calls the little sister little fish. Oh, I know. Uh, skills acquired. Fitz and company learn. Hold on. Bro, uh, Burich. Oh, yeah. All right. Ugh. Exit. Oh, I guess technically exit left. did exit off screen. All right, fine. Oh, Goodbye, God. Burich. I mean, the fool died and then was reintroduced. Birch dying off screen is a little like yeah yeah they're like oh yeah he did I mean it's I guess they weird. got they got He's their dead, moment though. and then yeah yeah felt him fade that's it he just leaned into the realism there a little <laughs> a little lot he had other dead people to take care of uh we met and finally spoke to the black man who still has no name but stole all of Fitz's stuff. <laughs> seems very well pleased with himself. <laughs> Can I move on now, Joey? Yeah. 
Skills acquired, Fitz and company learn and grow what new skills were shown in this Mega skill blasting, or repelling, rather. Mega, no, wit repelling. Oh, man, that was hard. I got there, though. (laughs) (laughs) Mega wit repels. Healing. Resurrection. healing. Resurrection, body Super swall, body swapping. Word no. Skill Necromancy. The body swapping is new. Necromancy. Necromancy is new. <laughs> Lots. Um, how to arts and crafts gluing together your own rooster crown to save your soul. Uh, how to walk oh, yeah. away from your a fight, blood, which I will. He walked away. Yep. How to walk away from a fight? He Nobody got called a chicken, chicken and he didn't do it. Didn't do it. He's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a back to the future reference yeah i was there with you joey thank you Thick continued learned how to be more stubborn and Thick learned, learned how to that you don't have to get on a boat if you don't yeah, want Thick to learned about squatters to get rights. back on a boat <laughs> <laughs> he's like try to make me leave i won't um Besides the Freaky Friday thing, he did something else. Friday. I mean, Thick healed a whole yeah, bunch of people. I mean, he learned how to use tattoo removal without lasers. The future is now. Oh yeah, tattoo oh, yeah. removal. Tattoo I was like, removal. he did something else. I can't remember what it was. He did tattoo removal. That's important. And okay. it was painful, which here it is. It seems like the same exact process that yeah, we're it's just like you know what I'm <laughs> not even gonna stretch magic. it. It is what it's it is. It's just, he got his laser out and he just <laughs> down. Why do we think that her blood was because is it because she's not fully human or did she you think she mixed it like? Mixed uh, it white with... prophet blood has power, obviously. Blood is memory. Do you think it has to do with this with the skilling kind of thing, like? Because you can control, I don't know. I yeah, it was weird because she could control it with the skill. So I feel like it was I think more it's than weird blood. though that like she could affect the Narcheska's tattoo and make her suffer and be in pain, but she didn't do that to the fool. Well, I don't well, think she was used just regular that was before yeah. she knew how to do oh, it. They okay. said something like that. Yeah, he just, he just had, had a regular, regular tank. All right, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I feel like even though it was painful, for. the Narcheska's tattoo removal was less terrible than yeah. the fool's. <laughs> no joke. Good. Truth. Truth. I mean, when she was like, just burn it off and heal me later, I'm like, you yeah. don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Uh, animal assists? I don't really... Uh, besides well, Risk was just like out? Risk was just like hanging out up in the oh, air right. in so, chapter 25. Ri- so- and Do you think that Risk rode on Tintaglia's yes. back? How did Risk get there at the same time? I'm saying, I'm saying a hard yes. <laughs> just like, just that or it was like a, a ghost ride the whip so scenario where he was just, you know, like drafting behind her. Yeah. Oh, just drafting, yeah. Because she's like, I can w- definitely fly faster than a fucking bird. And I'm like, but Risk is right there, so can you? Or will you just... <laughs> thought you were flying really fast and risk is just like yeah we're going so fast <laughs> the um, homing pigeons that got the boats the homing pigeons you're right thank you thank yeah, you really important there, there were homing pigeons that got boats for them important. Uh, 
what's the fool there and how fabulous were they being? I don't know. He was not terribly. Uh, The fool was. You should just scratch that. The fool was not terribly present um, and also not terribly fabulous. He's wearing a lot of rags and and burlap sacks. He was trapped in the doo doo room. That's not cool. (laughs) Doo doo room. I wish that Fitz had not described how often that he was rotting. Yeah, it was really a little <laughs> Well, weird. that's what I mean about body I did work. think it was, like, really dirt. cute when they were still in the ice palace, and he's just, like, trudging along and got tired. At one point, he, like, goes to sleep just to take a little cat nap, and he, like, puts his arm over Frozen Fool's body to be like, no, he's mine, you can't have him. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, super macabre and horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's that there's that part where they're like, yeah, there's all the when when someone dies, there's all this life that has to it's trying to go and do other things, and I'm just like, we don't we don't need to do that. <laughs> like it just got. It, I mean, I guess that was the wolf thinking that. Yeah, but it was just kind of like, damn, like this guy. Well, there are, I think there are definitely clinical. parts where you're like, Robin Hobb grew up in the woods, like, like scavenging animals oh sort of i mean this is some like only my side of the mountain kind of shit where it's just like one with at one with nature like intimate intimate knowledge of like the full cycle um he's only mostly dead fitz misery the bastard has a moment heroics tantrums extremely bad decisions i mean Uh, he's kind of I was going to say, he makes the good decision to have a tantrum and be like, I will not allow you to be dead. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think this is sort of his... I think he's acted the best he has in a long time. He, like, believes in his own power right now. Well, and he's, it's like, like, laser-focused on, like, this is yeah. what I want, this is what needs to happen, everybody else is gone, I don't have to worry about anybody, it's just me and the fool, and I am confident all of a sudden right and this is contrasted with people being like oh are you really fit chivalry and he's like well yeah but i'm i'm tom badgerlock and it's like oh but this is the opposite of that this is like i am the changer i am the catalyst like i do love when he throws that at people as like a comeback when you know like the pale woman's like you will do this and he's like i am changer i can do what i want i can do whatever i I fucking want i didn't believe this four hours ago but now i do (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to kill Jesus. you Screw you well, well you know why Because Yoda told him so, so if, if Yoda tells you You're the changer what are you, Who are you going to you tell Yoda now Change things you will You believe in yourself uh, I also like that he had like his kind of berserker moment But he's like growing Like he, he was able to have it Without it being like a physical berserk like he just kind of like held <laughs> it inside twitched and still blanked out and called it good <laughs> yeah it's like i don't remember what as soon as i put I... this fool down in a nice place i'm coming back i'll find you <laughs> maybe not uh but did you die important events and predictions about what's coming up well <laughs> we did die but we're we're fine important People. predictions the fool is never the same Thick continues to live uh, with the black Fitz, man. Fi- 
with Burrich out of the yeah. way, Molly's fair right. game. That shit's like got stop, stop number one. Molly's house. He's like, oh, is Molly. the fool better now? Yeah, the fool's better. Boom. I will now have. Oh no, Molly. It's like, hey, Molly. Do you remember? This is my friend, the fool. He's coming to live with us. He's do coming to live with us. <laughs> like, I, she couldn't. I don't. I just. There's a lot of things that are not being. They're not settled right. Okay. You don't have to immediately think. Straight to Molly. Fucking Molly. <laughs> Joe. Joey's like, and then I left him there and I went straight to Molly. <laughs> you like the mountains? You used to live here. <laughs> Enjoy. Bye. Uh, what made you cry? All of it. All of it. Yeah, I mean, I started crying when the dragons were doing it, and then... <laughs> you cried when the dragons were doing it? Burrich is dying, and... Oh, I did not cry when Burrich died. Well, the... I don't know. I'm just emotionally <gasps> detached from him. I don't know, he just was gone for a long time, then he just popped up. He was old, and he, he, was he hurt. Drunk. I don't know. Oh! <gasps> And of course, poor fool. Poor fool. I guess I take like extreme issue with the way that Birch that. tried to handle Swift. I don't believe in not accepting your children the way that they are, and that just really rubs me the wrong way. Well, he's not perfect. He still used the wit to save his kid, so in the end, Swift yeah, wins. For sure. Good for him. Um, and of course, yeah, so the, uh, who else? We have lots of people coming back from being forged, but again, there's still some people stuck in the other dragon that's still sitting in the ocean. Don't know yeah. what we're going to do about them. Nothing. Hanging. Hmm. Hanging problem. Wait, what? Say, hold on. Well, like, there's back gotta... it up. What'd you say? Yeah, what? Wait. What the fuck? There's another dragon that's sitting out. Remember? It's, Nobody's it's like in that dragon. Like the really rudimentary one when they first got yeah. to the island? Yeah. 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 Sitting ice. But There's it's not alive. There. There's absolutely There's people, people in, there. in there. There's definitely things in There's there. Like how do you kill something that isn't alive? It exactly. ain't do anything. It's just frozen. They know that if they destroy it, they can they can unforge. Maybe there's people left. Maybe there's somebody But that's how keeping, would they you know, destroy it? No, they're attic. fucked. They're, they're, I think they're those fucked. people are trapped. I well, think they're in they, limbo. They only they only were able to kill Rob Red because he was he was yeah. quickened. He was quickened. He was, he was so animated. then you have to have like a true sacrifice of like somebody quickening and then they kill it and then it frees everybody. And and they're just blocks, so they'd be a quickened block. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just I'm just saying that is I not. And where are you going to get that, that wizardwood from? Because open. why now we know that you are supposed to be very selective about who gets their hands on it. <laughs> and we call it womb wood. Womb wood sounds awful, yeah. and I refuse to call it that. Womb wood. Womb wood. Nasty womb wood. Where do they even get wizardwood from? Because I don't feel like they ever use the term wizard. People are wizards. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's so wizard, man. There are yeah. There's no wizards. Like, I don't know. what's a wizard? 
There are wizards. There's no wizards in um, Star Wars either, but they say it. They say wizard. That wizard's just an old man. You guys, I was in a parking lot today, and there was a giant black Escalade parked like a piece of shit. And on the back of their windshield, (laughs) or, you know, their rear windshield, they had a giant Darth Vader sticker. And I'm like, you know what? He would. (laughs) You are. Probably 501st. (laughs) Probably. Oh, ouch. You might have to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it. Yeah. Ain't no shame in the game. We're keeping it. The what are you afraid? Here. You heard it here first. I make all of my armor Most out of, of EVA. What you think about that? Yeah, what you think about that? Whatever. My Praetorian Guard um, was more on point than all of those printed copycats. They do um, a lot of PVC. A lot of vacuform kits. Uh, fashions from the Out Islands. Well, we, we there were some ermine... Uh, robes, burlap sacks, and burlap sacks. Mm-hmm. A really nice cloak. Uh, burlap sacks. Couture. <laughs> burlap sacks. Really authentically rough. Matchsticks for the uh, new hands. Oh, her like <laughs> little scrabbly. Yeah. Like that would be really fun to figure out how to cosplay. But it no, was no, 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 no. That sounds awful no, to no, cosplay. No, no, no. I feel like that's no, really bad juju. You don't need to. <laughs> I kind of like wakes up and I'm standing over him. Look at him like tits out with little charred nubbin arms. Like (laughs) that's some that's some fucked up like Halloween shit. You you don't show up to a con with that. (laughs) You go to the the bunny. What's the bunny uh fucking party? The bunny hutch. (laughs) The bunny a bunny hutch. Pale bunny hutch. Pale woman nubbin arms. (laughs) Oh Oh my god. Uh, that shit would be hilarious. Probably wouldn't deter most of the people there. No. You, you just caress all the all all everyone's faces with your little charm. No. I could make it so that I like my real arms were like inside something, and then I had like little sticks that I like could Don't go down this road anymore. Um, Not like where it leads. I, I'm gonna do it. And so it shall be. <laughs> Did Fitz fits it? He was they less fitzy than his chapters. Somebody replied to that. They freaky fritz it. Fits it. They sure did. <laughs> freaky fritz it. <laughs> do you? Did you guys? Did anyone else kind of want them to stay in each other's bodies for just like half a book? Yeah, this is at least several animes worth of story. Yeah, I was right? kind of like, oh man, this is crazy. And then I was like, oh, that was really short-lived. It was like, bleep, done, tradesies. I'm like, yeah. they could have like, let that I honestly for... thought like, it was a little the... rude that Fitz didn't want to be in the fool's body for a little bit longer. Like, I'm just going to keep it until it feels a little bit better because this sucks and I feel like yeah, I'm Yeah, I feel like Fitz could handle would. the pain for way, like, or way better than the fool could have. Oh. It would have been, like, a nice gift to him of, like, hey, I healed up your body a little, now let's trade these. Like, I'm, I'm good at suffering. Let's do this. And also, I can see what it looks like to, like, bathe and groom myself properly. <laughs> well. Well. Not so much. Oh, you know that the fool would be like immediately like, all right, I'm gonna get him with a straight razor. I need some pomade. Like, yeah, but it would have been destructive for the fool to see himself get so dirty. (laughs) Talk about talk about torture. (laughs) 
be like, please comb my hair. Come down to the stream with me, Fitz. Come on, wash my body, please. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think they should have stayed like that for a little bit. I mean, we got so much book left. They could have. There, there's at least a couple chapters worth in there. Right? What's in there if not that? <laughs> Please point me to your favorite fanfics. I know they probably exist. <coughs> I, want, I want those. Also, also, Link uh, me. Robin, it's not gay if it's yourself. <laughs> Finding out. You got a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> They're just one person. It's not... <laughs> It's, well, it's that is gay. her loophole. They're they're one. It's more they're not than gay. It's <laughs> more than a romantic one flesh. Just one person. The beast with no back. <laughs> one whole back, half a back, sort of back. Uh, it's really infuriating, actually. But we'll move on from that. Um, <laughs> anything else that we want to say about this? The best section: a fool's fate. Go check out my artwork that I was finally able to post. Yeah, yay! It's <laughs> really good. And I'll post. I'll post one more tomorrow. <gasps> Jenny posted that in the middle of this podcast as soon as that chapter was coming. <laughs> no, I posted this morning because I was tired oh. of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you had read it by then or listened. Uh, yes. Definitely. My babies. Okay, well, next up is Fool's Fate, chapters 30 through 34. Yeah. And incredibly, still not the end of this book. Um, <laughs> we'll have so, one section know, after that. Yeah, we got two whole, got two whole sections left. Um, so this has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on the air. And I might do a poor job of doing that. I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I am Alyssa, and I can be found at AlyssaMainer.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faceless Bray on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley, and I'm kind of on Instagram sometimes posting things, but mostly not at Ladybird Parker. And I'm Joey, and you can find me at PowerKid.exe on Instagram. We did it. This is our longest episode ever. Have fun editing. Bye. No, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Edit that. I tried to keep us going, and you told me time was a construct. Well, but in fairness, like, these were all Constructs long chapters. Like, there weren't really short chapters in this section, and we had a lot of feels. I refused to pare mine down. Yeah. <laughs> I looked into your eyes and refused. I'm, I made mine longer than the chapter. <laughs> we literally read our chapters aloud to you what morning <laughs> i did specifically choose the shortest chapter is that why i thought you wanted to do the whole birch bit no i just wanted to be the shortest see she doesn't like birch either it's fine <laughs> uh, i do like birch hey i do I like, like birch, birch and fitz reunion hug true true that you, you did, did. you true. did draw it and birch was very handsome Yes, I know. The best thing to come out of the stables of Bucky. Someone was like, he's too young looking. I was like, deal with it. <laughs> deal with oh, it. Oh, man, you. Lady Patience is going to be so sad when she hears about Burge's death. Oh, no. Yeah, now 
both her boyfriends are dead. Oh man, so. what a bummer. She's senile. I feel like that one's gonna hit her pretty hard. She's not senile. She's doing fabulous things. <laughs> She's not senile. <laughs> How She's can you like Lady Patience her. more than Burritch? It's not allowed. I don't. It's not that. No, I don't. It's cool. not that. I don't like current Burritch. I'm not. I'm just not like really feeling where he's current at in his Burich. life. Well, he's dead now, so. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah All right. You win. You Next win. Step. He's dead, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm out of here. Bye. Bye. Robin Hood broke us in real time, and you can listen to it on Buckkeep Radio. Best radio for you and me. Keep radio spoiler section. We'll just be crying noises for five minutes. Um, Rooster Crown, Girl on a Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ray Alder. Do you think that little pieces of white prophets generationally go to the next white prophet? Like a dragon. Like reincarnation, but tiny. Like rein, like reincarnation, but like. Well, I think if they, if they, if they're, that's what I think I was trying to say is like if they're born around the same, t- like if they overlap, their visions overlap. Therefore, right. they must have some of the same visions. Possibly. Possibly. Like. Right? Are they like branches off of the same tree? And they just kind of... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, because this also goes back to what we said about like, okay, well, if they succeed, are they actually succeeding? Or are they just all failing and they're all just like individually trying to get to the same goal? Or they each have their own goal and they build on top of each other. And if one succeeds, it narrows or expands the choices for whoever... Is st- whoever if they're passing the football to. Are you using a sports reference, Rachel? Who I, are I don't you? Know sorry, I lost you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it? Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> are you doing a bit when you like the fool is cold? <laughs> it, like hates the cold. <laughs> I can never tell when you're being coy. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at it. Because <laughs> he comes oh, yeah. from Claris, and it's the land of peaches, like fucking Georgia. I can't say that, though. Yeah, yeah you're being coy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I say is a lie, until it's not. Well, like you with the crown, you did Claris. the same thing. I was trying to imitate the aura that Rachel exudes <laughs> of trickery. Like it's gonna go to Paragon, sure. Mm. <laughs> we well, how are we? We can't. We gotta. Yeah, we I gotta, can't just. You can't tell them. Red herrings. Gotta do red herrings. <laughs>
<laughs> the red is staring. I think I'm a terrible liar. So I did okay. <laughs> oh. I think you just confused them. Perfect. That's great. That's where I want them. But, I mean, I, I'm glad that the fool made Fitz whole again, but also that made him want to try with Molly again, and so uh, then, you know, that sucks. Just rip the whole, look, just rip the whole back of the book off. Look, it's so easy. You just, you just rip it. Oh, hey. The pages, they just rip right out. Yeah, wow, it came right off. Yeah. Oh my god. You don't, you don't need any of that shit. Just leave in the patience and lacy parts and you're good. Leave in patience and lacy and I do like the confrontation with Nettle where she's like you are a deadbeat father. (laughs) And he's like I am. I am am that. As as tiresome as the last little bit of this book is I also kind of like that Fitz is just he's kind of living in the now and just like taking things in stride and not He's, he's not miserable. Again. He's just like kind of like he wants this thing and he's going after it. And it's kind of it's kind of new. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. illusion. It's the illusion of him doing something for himself for once instead of for someone else, but I don't think that he it well. Except he's still doing it yeah. for Burge. Yeah. And the fool cuz the fool's like, "Go make more Go babies." Go be the wolf. But he like he's not like be feeling you. regret about things. He's just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm Fitz. I, I was mean, I here think... and I'm a fuck up. But you know, I do. I think we do need to acknowledge that Fitz does want a family. Mm-hmm. Like that is, yeah, a, like a deep need that he has, and he's def- definitely never gotten like a proper go at it. And except it then is... he's still terrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I, you know, like, when Hap shows up and he's like, I'm going to be a minstrel now. And he's like, oh, all right, as long as you're happy. Don't put any crowns on. I'm done. <laughs> None of those. No feathers. Don't talk to dragons. <laughs> he takes that remarkably well, too, instead of, like, any any other. You know why? Because he's like, I don't care about you anymore. <laughs> he's been out, out of my life for, t- for too many that better pages. than any parent I've Do ever heard want. about their child dropping out of college. It's I'm like, oh, but you got a school. job. It's fine. We're in a band. I don't have to feed you. But there's the thing, though. It's like if you drop out of art school and say, I'm going to be a band. And also, I'm like really good friends with like Aerosmith and they're going to help me. And you're kind of like, oh, I think that that will work. You know, Are cause... you equating Starling to Aerosmith? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying like she's popular and she has a line of credit and she knows all the studios and you know and she's gonna go be on maternity leave, which meh. exactly, so she can like <laughs> tap him to open for her and like you know it's like Madonna and I don't know, I don't know, I I'm, she'll replace him I'm, on the tour. I've gone too far. <laughs> too deep in it's the metaphor better, it's better than the sports analogy <laughs> go back to the sports <laughs> at least in this last chunk we get the last dance of chances which I always imagine is sung directly by Florence Welch <laughs> you know first all her stuff works really well with Robin Hobb actually the yeah heavy in your arms song was for this section on your playlist mm-hmm. yeah so happy oh my God. I love it I mean I hate it but I love it so good um 
so yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I hate this next part. I just hate it. <laughs> it's stupid. No, it's like, it's, it's fine. I, I'm, I, I, it's I read it and I'm like, I want him to be happy so desperately that I will take this. But it does seem like he is choosing to make his life a very, he's choosing this over other things and you've spent far more time and effort and chapters with these other characters that you are now abandoning and it doesn't really make a lot of sense and i always felt that it's an ending but not the ending like adventures will continue these characters will meet again um so yeah it was no surprise to me the title of the last trilogy <laughs> inevitable Let's just celebrate the fact that Thick gets to not go on a boat back to Bucky. I'm a team Thick on that. And he doesn't get lost in the skill. No, because he's got a song. He keeps himself strong. Fitz just comes out and he's like, oh, it's in there for a moment. Not like Fitz who's salmoning his way back and forth going the wrong <laughs> Salmon direction. Salmon too. Um, or serpenting. Ooh. Well, because, like, Pearl Cop's like, you did what? <laughs> you came back? You can't, you can't go in both directions, dude. You gotta go in one direction. <laughs> Can I just say that intro where it talks about the logs or whatever is mm -hmm. definitely the reason why I pictured the dragons as just floating in logs down the river. <laughs> Oh, because it's like they're in the river. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't understand about serpents, and I just thought that they were like logs floating down the river to get to somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I just didn't get it. Just giant logs. <laughs> Sorry. Whenever anyone says logs, I just picture poop. <laughs> it's not. It's out of my control. Right, well, anyway. <laughs> Ending. Wow. Does anyone else? No. This is so long. I have. I give up. You guys can talk. Oh no. No, I think we should end it there. No, we're good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all. We're adults, and we dealt with this really well, uh, and ended with a poop joke. <laughs> ended with a poop joke. <laughs> Not even a joke. It's just like poop. It's poop. So. Paragon would love it. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> He's wearing it as a bracelet. <laughs> He'd be like, log. <laughs> the ship's logs? Oh, that was the good. The ship's logs. Oh, right, man. Bye. bye. Stop. <laughs>